Welcome to another episode of Vile Files. How's everyone doing this week? Feeling sexy? We have windmills. (laughs) It's Pete. Windmill Pete. Yeah. Uh, We'll get into the more uh, into that later. And a massage fake out. I'm very excited about today's episode. It's a lot of fun. We had a ton of fun with uh, Dr. Emily Morse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sex sex with Emily. Uh, I I, I wanted to Google when I was like learning about Emily. I Googled sex with Emily. And then as I'm doing <laughs> it, I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if it's going to come out. And to her credit, she's the first thing that comes up. When she's you, a big deal. When you Google sex with Emily, <laughs> she comes up. Imagine all the things. Like when it comes to the internet and yeah. porn and sex, yeah. th- there's a lot of options. True. I mean, you can Google anything and you're like, why did this come up? I didn't <laughs> go, like, why? You yeah. know, but she comes up. She's a big deal. She's very funny. Knows a lot about sex and relationships. Yes. And we talk a lot about that. And it's Fantasy Sweets Week. Yeah. Fantasy Sweet. Weeks, weeks. Oh God, sweet week. Anyways, Michelle, how are you doing? How am I doing? Yeah. What do you mean? Sugar's also Sugar's uh has a callback for an audition today, so she couldn't join us. She's such a big deal. She's such an actor. Mm -hmm. I mean, like in a good way, not like in a disingenuous. She's fake. (laughs) So she could she she couldn't join us. She's the real deal. Fine, we have Michelle. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. How are well, we in in anticipation for this wonderful, sexy episode. Yeah, we talk a lot about you know being open with sex, and yeah. you. I don't think a lot of people get, get to know the real Rochelle. I'm what still learning mean? about Rochelle. You told this story about we we have not in the same but similar upbringing. Yes, really religious. Well, it's funny because on this episode, Emily was talking about like the sex talk, and my sex talk. My mom took me. I thought we were going on a road trip. <laughs> just me and my mom uh-huh. and it turned out that we were doing this program called passport to purity oh. and it was like 12 cassette tapes and i felt very trapped you just drove in a car yeah she was we, like, here we go yeah and she put it in she did this with all your sisters yeah but i'm the oldest so of course <laughs> like i had no idea what was coming and then at the end i had to sign a contract saying that i would be you had to i was like 11 <laughs> so basically you got in a car she pops on a tape yeah and looks at you and says listen yeah and throughout this drive uh, was there it, a lot- it was the most uncomfortable thing i've ever experienced in my what life was, what was uh, one of the things they said on- okay so one thing we had to do we had to glue two pieces of construction paper together okay because it was like crafts inside the box and then tear this, it apart this a kit it was a kit and you tear it apart. Mom's driving this whole time? Oh, she's driving uh, Volkswagen Eurovan. And, uh, you know, when you tear two pieces of construction paper apart, it's like messy. And they're like, this is what happens when you have sex with someone. You leave part of yourself with them that you can never get back. And they leave part of themselves with you that you can never get away. And I was like, I started crying. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, we are fucking up our kids. I know. Um, mine Explain some stuff, though, mine right? Mine wasn't that hardcore, but it certainly was riddled with shame and, and guilt and, yeah. and worry and paranoia. Catholic, yeah. what did they tell you? Don't do it or you'll die. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I didn't have to take a road trip, but it was certainly advised against against. Oh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's more about Rochelle oh, to come in future episodes. I guess so. When, how old were you when you lost your virginity? Um, it was the end of my freshman year of college. 18. Is, is that 19? young? I was 17. But no, oh, really? but I'm saying for someone who had to take a fucking journey. No, end of my sophomore year. End of my sophomore year. But yeah, no, I had a boyfriend that whole year and I had to keep him. It was it was tough keeping him uh, at after bay. You, after you lost your virginity, were, did you feel shame and guilt? Oh, 100%. 100, didn't you? 
No? <sighs> I think you were just like, the gates have opened. I mean, I definitely, there's, it wasn't like an immediate, like, oh my God, I was worried, but like, it was certainly, for me, it was like, yeah, it was there. Like, I felt it, but yeah. not like a hardcore. I didn't yeah. like have this breakdown by any means. Oh, Did the you? first time I kissed someone, I cried. Because I was not supposed to kiss anyone till marriage. So I was like, I thought this was going to be with my husband. And the guy was like, oh, my God, what's happening? Christ. I know. Anyways, we talked Literally. a lot about this episode <laughs> of not shaming each other and the benefits of... Um, being sex positive and, mm-hmm. and talking. It's a fun episode with uh, with Emily, Dr. Emily. Yeah. And then we uh, we do a little, uh, obviously this episode of The Bachelorette was awesome. Oh God, the best. It was the best. Uh, I was by myself screaming the whole time. I really was. I was like, when, when Tyler was climbing on top of her, I was like, oh my God. I was freaking out. Were you freaking out or were you, were you alone? Stop, stop, yeah. stop. <laughs> How many times do you watch that scene? Stop, stop. I may have, you know, rewound it once, but wow. I, okay, all right. Hannah and Tyler, I just want you to know that you are uh, porn stars, <laughs> as far as Rochelle is concerned. <laughs> at this point, oh. Woo, it's hot in here. Hot Anyways, in here. Uh, I hope you enjoy this uh, episode uh, with Doctor Emily, Sex with Emily, and I think it's great. And again, don't forget us to rate us five stars on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We can't do this without you. Before we go, I just want to let everyone know Nick is nominated for LA's Finest. By that means, she's like, I'm responsible to help raise some money for cystic fibrosis. Yes. I can't say it. It's, it's a, a dirty hard, disease. Yeah, it's a hard um, disease But to I'm, say. I'm honored that Rochelle has nominated me. Yes. And uh, we need your help. Our goal is... $5,000. $5,000. Mm-hmm. Um, which, listen, if everyone listening yeah. donated $1. One dollar. One dollar mm-hmm. if everyone listening donated 50 cents we'd be killing it yeah so how do people do that i'm gonna put the link in the show notes put the link in the show notes and you can also buy tickets to come to the event you can hang I'll out with there. us you know if Open you're in la, bar, it's, in LA it's in la yeah right? it's in la in november in november yeah so donate 50 cents yeah my sister has a disease that's why i'm raising money 50 cents people mm-hmm. go to the link Donate 50 cents. Her, tell, her, tell us a little about your sister. Um, my sister, so when she was born, they said she wouldn't live much past high school. And What is she doing now? Uh, now she's a freaking doctor Where? Where? at Yale. What? Yeah, yeah. She basically was like, fuck you, cystic fibrosis. I'm going to do what I want. And in, in addition to her uh, determination, yes. uh, also uh, part of the reason why she's still with us today is the research and funding 100%. that's gone into fighting this terrible disease. And yes. without your donations, uh, Rochelle's sister might be dead. Oh, wow. So okay. donate your money now so Rochelle can still have her sister. Oh, God. It's true. It's true. It's true. So, you know what? That dollar you were going to waste, why don't you save Rochelle's sister's life and many more people? Yeah. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's going to be great. <laughs> Dr. Emily Morris. Hello. As we, we've mentioned in our intro, uh, we're excited to have you here. I'm so excited. As we've said, I think this is, we had been waiting to have you on. We wanted to find the right time. Uh, it's Fantasy Sweets Weeks. Fantasy Sweet Weeks? Yeah. Fantasy Week. Week. Singular. Um, and in particular, this episode was truly about fucking. It wasn't yeah. even about Whoa. love. Right. right? It was just straight about sex. So we decided to have Dr. Emily Morris, like Morse code. Yep. I say that like I, I knew what I'm talking about. Yeah, you but do. I, don't. I just sure. found out 10 minutes ago. This that is bad. 
that Morse code is Morse code, not Morris code. Right. <laughs> he thought this 38 years Morris code. Yeah. Yeah, well, Dude, it's a big day. Just big wait, day. we haven't even started yet. I'm gonna be like that know it all. Like, <laughs> did you know? Like a, like a week from now, I'll be like, did you know? <laughs> Dude, it's Morse code. <laughs> Morse code. Anyways, uh, Dr. Emily Morse is a very successful uh, doctor uh, who has a very successful uh, show called Sex with Emily. Uh, she also does some radio. I mean, she's all over yeah. the place. She's been helping people for years. She's one of the first podcasters. She's she's an OG podcaster, OG podcaster. before podcasting was in vogue. Yeah, she was uh, doing some things and doing some great things about being more sex positive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which I, I've you know this people know on this show. Uh, we're very sex positive on this show, but you've been you've been doing this long before. Yeah. Started you know, people, a podcast in like yeah fourteen uh, two thousand five. You were you've been on uh, you've been on first uh, month of podcasting. What the what's the doctor Dr. Dr. Drew, Drew? Oh yeah, so the, I, I started a podcast in two thousand five. Honestly, because it was and I was not a doctor then of human sexuality. I started out being someone who was like you're a doctor in human sexuality. Yeah, that's a that's amazing. Yeah, well, I was like. Oh, sex, everyone talks about sex being this most incredible thing. It's going to be amazing. And I was like, sex is good, but I don't think it's amazing every time. How do you have amazing, great sex? So I was like, started interviewing people. What does great sex mean to you? You weren't a doctor at all? Then? No, I got my degree throughout this process. Cause so I was while like, you're no. having this kind of like, I wasn't the expert that people weren't calling me for advice. I was like, when people used to say to me, I had the best sex, sex, science, sex is amazing. I'd be like, stop. Back up. What do you mean by that? Oh. Like, were you swinging from the rafters? Did you have 18 orgasms? Like, was his penis double jointed? Like, what just, do you mean? Are you just trying to sound cool, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Are you? Because for me, like, I'm a truth teller. I'm like, sex is... Mm. I, just, if it could, like, I don't know. I wasn't always having orgasms. I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I had a lot of the same, um, I well, guess, you, you myths. I believed a lot of... orgasms? I, I didn't know that I was raised like many... We were talking about like like many women were raised that sex is all about pleasing the man. Mm -hmm. And as long as they have pleasure, ours will come after. Like, I just want, like, if I give a blowjob, then it's going to be, and then you realize, like, oh, no, actually, she comes first, which is actually one of the, every man should read this book who's with a woman. It's called by Dr. Ian Kerner. And it just talks about if she's satisfied, you're going to get yours. C-U-M-E-S. Because I don't like it spelled C-U-M. Oh, you don't? I'm no. shocked. Even it bothers me. I just, I'm pretty straightforward. And, 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 you you know, straight, when you say straightforward. With the mean, words, come. I don't want to be like, come, because that turns, come. Like, we're not sexting. Like, it's, he's a doctor too. When you say come, and you mean it like, you go, come. Come. <laughs> come. No, I try not to. Baby, did do. you come? Can uh, we edit it? Oh, no. uh, if you have to ask if she came, she probably didn't. Oh. Good question. Truth. I mean, actually, not good question. Good I would. Point. I would, good point. So, all right. So That's you were it. fascinated by... Yeah, by sex because... And then you start. then you went to school. Then I went to school and I started, you know, studying sex and advising people about their, you know, sex life and relationships. And it's turned into, yeah, it's an advice show. It's on Sirius XM five days a week um, in the evenings, drive time, LA, five to seven. You'll have to and come on. And it's specifically sex. Sex with sex? No, but come on. Nothing. Here's the thing. Nothing is just sex. No, I know. It's but relationships, it's, it's dating, around, love. Around, around, around sex. Around like, and you know, it's so funny. Like my main thing is communication. So I always say communication is a lubrication because the more we talk about sex, the more we talk about sex with each other. I'm going to use that in questions with Nick. Go ahead. And the more you can see up, it's, it's trademark. I will. It's cool. I'll find you. Um, but the more we talk about sex, actually, the better sex we're going to have. It's just true. But we usually just totally assume agree. it's going to be amazing. And oh, my God, he's going to know my body. Like, I used to think someday my prince will come. And so will I. Why, and why do I you do. think that most people are like that? Do you yeah. think it's kind of like old school, like 
society yep. because society. we don't talk about sex. I had zero Shaming, sex education. You know, Shame. Religion. Did you have sex education? Like I was like, we did, but it was more about like how not to get someone pregnant and how not to get a disease. Exactly. It's fear-based. Yeah. Don't well, I also, don't, and, and there's I, nothing about pleasure, zero things sure. about the clitoris. I grew up very Catholic. So there's a lot of Catholic guilt oh. and shaming and like, yeah. don't get, don't get married before sex. I'm like, right. I'll, I'll try my best. But. See, but that's who I'm dealing with every day. People like that. And all of us had messages from childhood or religious institutions that no longer serve us. Mm -hmm. But then we're like full on adults walking around still thinking like, I'm a bad person if I have sex or I'm shameful or I want him to like me because I'm doing something or like you always have, because if it was a young age and you're going to church and your parents, like you still, even though you don't believe it, it's like deeply ingrained there. in your psyche. So it's there. like, it's tricky. So I actually help people navigate through that. So yes, I give like technical, like sexual positions if they ask, but a lot of it is like, here's how you figure out what you want for men and for women. And then here's how you explain that to a partner. A lot of times we don't know. Natural Habits. Our favorite. Our favorite sponsor. It's really what keeps the lights on. Well, that's, no, no. Every, Your personal lights on. Everyone does. My <laughs> personal lights on. I know we talk a lot about it, but we are having a special sale uh, on the bundle, the roll-ons mm -hmm. that are ready to go out of the box and carry them with you anywhere. It's our flagship product. 40% um, off on the bundle for this week only. It's mm. a special summer sale. Just use summer code Vial. Yeah, V-I-A-L-L. Use code Vial. Get 40% off your bundle. Free shipping. 40%? We're gonna do four, yeah. Wow. Um, well, it's a summer sale and I, it, it's our flagship product. Uh, it's people love it. The packaging is great, but more importantly, you can carry rise protect center and release with you wherever you go. If you go to yoga, you go to work you, in the car, I keep them uh, in the car. Uh, anywhere you go and you just rub them on your wrist, your neck, your uh, third eye and the forehead. Uh, <laughs> it's a great way. I mean, obviously we have our diffusers and you, you know, diffuser blends, yeah. um, but the Roland you can carry with you. They're already uh, ready to go with jojoba oil in there, which is also great for jojoba. your skin. Um, and so as Emily off. pointed out, great for sexy time. Well, again, aroma therapy, um, you know, it sets the mood. <laughs> Our release is very relaxing and calming. Mm -hmm. um, so it uh, there's a lot of uh, essential oils have all different types of benefits. Follow us on Natural Habits. We give a bunch of information about how to use essential oils, all the benefits that you can have. Natural Habits on Instagram, nhoils.com. Use code Vial, 40% off our daily bundle. Summer sale. This week only. When you're talking with people, do you uh, focus more on, I guess, is it, is it, so you kind of said it, but it's it more focusing on the male, the female? Everything. Or, it's, what is it? What it's, is the, my audience is 50% men and 50% oh, women. You, not oh. us. Of all ages, because hey, we have, there's nowhere else for people to go, I think, for I think, practical sex I think, information. I think that's great. So, what is the, if you could say, what's the, Probably not one, but if you had to figure out what's the biggest uh, mistake women make in terms of their expectations of men and of themselves, and the biggest mistake that men make of, of themselves and of women in, in the bedroom. Um, I think the biggest mistake that women make is not understanding their own bodies and what makes them feel good and masturbating and figuring out this is how I orgasm and this is what I need and being able to ask for it. Like we often think, like I said earlier, I'll say it again. Like some, I thought that someday my prince will come and so will I. I thought that men were sent off to some secret school when they were like eight to 12 and they learned eight to, how to work a woman's body and they knew how to touch me. Like I thought they would know because I didn't know. I was just taught about how not to get pregnant and how not to get an STD. Mm -hmm. So I believed that. I didn't think it was, Which I was is like, he, I was to like he's going to give me my orgasm. I think the men's, one of their biggest things is that, um, is that women, that there's something wrong if that women should orgasm during in, intercourse. 
during penetration because only 20% of women do. Mm, yeah. And of those women, it's not every time. So really all the magic is in the warm up, the foreplay, the arousal. So there's a lot of misconceptions we have and we're not wrong. Like literally, where would you learn it if you didn't seek it out? Cause then we watch TV and culture, like even on the, the bachelor last night, like, oh my God, we came together the first time we had sex. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's like in television, in movies, the couple, they, they are making out and then all of a sudden they fall into bed and there's zero fumbling, zero condoms, zero lube. And then they're having amazing orgasms together. Ah, they fall. That's not real sex in real life, but we all feel like we're fucking up because, because we don't have sex in that way. So we all somehow feel, especially as women that something is wrong with me because I can't just orgasm or like men are like, men are like, um, are like frying pans, right? When you see something you want, you're like, oh, I'm ready to go, like erection and excited. And women, we're like, like slow cookers. <laughs> yeah, you're like, boom, you're you're all ready. Oh, I see, like a frying pan like, is like ready. It, you warm it up to pretty a slow quickly. Cooker. Sure, women okay. are like, hey, kiss my neck, tell me sure. I'm hot, ask me about my day, do you like my shoes? Mm-hmm. Like, but but so then we're like, well, and then women try to have sex in that condition, and we're not warmed up yet. So we, but when, if we understood that, like, no, just take your time, like slow it down, like warm her up, make out, kiss, do all the things. You're both going to have more pleasure. I mean, I, I agree. You weren't obviously here. There was an episode I talked about my, uh, this in high school. Yeah. His awakening. Oh, uh, I had Ooh, an awakening. Uh, well, I mean, I've already told it, so I'll keep it short, but basically we we're messing as high school kids do messing around, going to all the bases and, you know, it was basically just aggressively putting my hands down her pants, you know, and then she would aggressively put her hands down my pants yeah. and this would go on for 45 <laughs> minutes or so. Like just there, like just like not even. Doing oh no, no, definitely. Like, uh, digging, like, yeah. Like, digging for change. By the time I'm done, my hands is like, kind of like, Oh, it hurt, oh you know, no. that's what they do. It hurt. Oh, no. uh, that's and, the magic is on the outside. And to my, hurt. and to, to this young lady's credit, who was a friend of hers pulled me aside in gym class. And uh, in a very non kind of shaming way, just trying to educate me was like, yeah, don't, like she doesn't like that. <laughs> and I was just more like, and it, it, I was, I was, you know, I felt embarrassment, all these things, but I also was like, well, what, what how, how do I do it right? And right. she kind of gave me some tips and immediately I was just like, well, first of all, this is easier. Um, you know, <laughs> a whole so, lot easier. A whole lot easier. Um, and it, it taught me a, a lot of things, one of which is how to do that better, but more importantly, to ask questions and just, it kind of made me feel at a very early age to just realize okay. that like all women are different and in, in any relationship, it's like, well, what do you like and what are you into? Um, even like sex, the act, like the physical penetration, like people like to fuck differently. People like to be fucked differently. Everybody. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's different. That's why, like, especially if you're jumping from one relationship to another, like that first time you have sex is usually not going to be the no, best. It won't be the best. In fact, it just assume it won't be. Have anyone, have, have you or anyone here? And I know this has happened to me, but have you ever, uh, been in a relationship, broken up? And then for whatever reason, uh, had sex with an ex at some point. Yeah. But in, in, in between that, you've had sex with other people. Oh yeah. And yeah. then you fucked them like the new person and that a person, the ex was just like, this is different and weird oh, no. because they're fucking you differently. Oh God. No, that sounds terrible. Um, I'm trying to think if that's familiar. How, that's never... It's familiar to fuck an ex and to be fucking someone else. But the part about fucking them the same. Like they didn't fuck differently. They fucked differently. 
You uh, felt like they oh, fucked you down. Like, where'd you get those new moves? Good like, girl. You haven't been I had a girl, home, not watching Netflix. Someone I dated for my what, like for years, yeah, and then context. we broke up, oh. and then we like had a random hookup like a year ago. <laughs> oh, no. In between, I had dated people, <laughs> oh, and she no. was just like, "You've learned some things." It was just like for well for her, it was like it wasn't even she wasn't focused on that. All she like she assumed I'm probably had some yeah. other people, but it was like all she could think about was. Mm. like you are doing it differently. Like, yeah, it was like, yeah, I've never. And that's weird. Yeah. Well, it's you know, the other this has never mistake. happened to you women. Mm-mm. Um, no, I don't think so. But just because, well, because you know why when you're with someone, I feel like this is the, another great lesson for men and women to learn is that we often assume that our la- we should have sex the way our last, well, my last partner liked it when I slowed everything down and she only liked to be on top. So then when you're with your new partner, you just assume she's going to get on top. She's going to want these things. Yeah. But if you put a hundred women in a room and they were all masturbating, let's say, that's kind of hot. Great. And, and then- I'm know, already, I'm already- You're already in, you're in, thing. you're in. All right, what's They next? would all be doing something different. Literally, like some would be going in circles on their clitoris. Some might be using their fingers. Like it's different. We're snowflakes. They're all like snowflakes. And penises are the same. They're all different. So that's why the best thing is with a new lover, the opportunity is to like learn in that moment. Like it's mm-hmm. always a new canvas. How can people feel more comfortable asking these questions? Because I agree with you. I, I just, it's, it is fascinating to me just how- uncomfortable people still seem to yeah. be. We were talking about before the show so started beautiful. in terms of, I do think a lot of women and young women don't have this expectation that they should get off right. in sex. So like, and as that, long as he's happy, as long as he pleasers, comes and it's, it was a success. And I like, how, how can people do that? Um, I think the best way to do it, like, I think the best way to talk about sex, ironically, is actually outside the bedroom. So when you're like oh. chilling, you're having breakfast, you're having drinks, yes. you're at dinner. And not when you're like totally naked and vulnerable. Yeah. You're so vulnerable. Yeah. You're so, yeah, because then you're, when you're in the bedroom, first of all, you're in an aroused state. And then when you try to have any kind of, con- like leave the bedroom for sleeping and sex, but not for ho- heavy conversations. Cause then you're like in this aroused state and things are going to sink in differently. But when you're chilling, you're at dinner, maybe you've had a drink. You're like, you know what? Love having sex with you. You're so hot, baby. I've been thinking about it. And I just want to be like great lovers to each other. Make it your own, but you know, how, like, but I want to know, like, what really turned you on, or like, what's on your sure. sexual bucket list? Let me tell you mine. Or there's a bunch of different ways you'd be like, tell me about the hottest time we've had sex. Like, what's your most oh, memorable that's a time? Good question. Ooh. Because then it's not like, tell me about your hottest sex ever. Because yeah. then you're like jealous. And or maybe, what if what if it's been fairly lukewarm at that to that point with that person? Yeah. Well, how about you just like you know what? I, let's, I want to talk to you about it. I feel like what I've learned in my history of sex is that w- the best sex has come when I've actually gotten to know someone and what they like. Mm-hmm. We haven't done that yet. I'm really into you. And so I want to know, like, what are some of your turn-ons? Ooh. What's, like, what's your fantasy? What do you think about when you're like, I want to be that person for you. And I'll tell you some of mine. And then maybe she was lukewarm, but she was like, you know, what's really hot to me. And she says like, I really want to be spanked. Or I want to be handcuffed. And maybe you have a fantasy of being dominant. And you'd be like, I didn't know that. And then next time you sex is so hot because I brought you some this handcuffs. Whole time we've been like on the same thing. <laughs> but that happens all the time because we just like, and since we are so vulnerable around sex because no one taught us how to do it. And so then there's still shame attached to it. We just don't talk about it. We become mute. And then we think that we've hinted 
Like maybe we've been like, I think that thing's hot and our partner just misses it. And then they think they're ignoring us. So like you have to have like a really straightforward conversation. And I have a lot of tools on my site. When did you become like, were, have you always been this way? Because you talked about how. No. So what made you become more curious? Was it like, was it meeting a guy who kind of. No. Okay, no. No, like, what, I wish what? it was a guy. No, be, no don't give sure. credit to I'm a kidding. man. I'm not yeah. trying to give credit. Zero men. You know, like sometimes you know, like you date someone and they're kind of, maybe they're more sexually advanced than you and they yeah. make you feel more comfortable. I was And it can be a woman doing that, but. I'm an overachiever. So, okay. I'll say that. But I was also continually disappointed with, with sex and not, and what I soon realized that it wasn't their fault. It wasn't, I, I didn't know Your how to communicate. Yeah, no, nothing about them. I bet you if I could go back in time. No, I don't mean them. I mean the, your own expectations, what you thought. Yeah, I thought be. that like, I thought that there was something. I mean, literally everything that I answer, the questions I now answer, which are like thousands a month, we get emails in, in my career now, so many, tens of thousands. I did every mistake. I believed everything that is common belief now, knowledge. I believed that I was um, supposed to be orgasming when I wasn't. I, I thought that something was wrong with me because I didn't as easily orgasm during intercourse because I didn't know how to say like, no, I need like oral sex or I need like some warm up. If I haven't talked to you in a week and you just show up and you're raring to go because you're a man and you have more um, responsive arousal, you get aroused differently. Um, spontaneous arousal, men are more, women are more responsive. Anyway, it's a whole nother, we don't have to get into the technical scientific part of it, but I'm like, uh, so I was like, I'm just going to keep going with it. And then sex, sometimes I just didn't know that it was important for me, like to be able to state and guys appreciate it to be like, let's slow it down. Like, let's make out for a bit or let me find out. Like, let's, you know, I love like talking dirty and talking sure. about whatever. And so I realized that like, that's why I, it was more like I was in the pleasing mode. I was in the doing what they wanted. Not that I wasn't having good, like going back, it wasn't like it was horrible. I just knew that if sex is this thing that's on this pedestal, everyone since your young age, it's going to be this amazing thing. And it wasn't, what am I missing? Mm. Like, what could I learn? And I realized every day it's about, there's this really big misconception that, okay, sex is typically the best it's going to be the first, the first nine months to year and a half in a relationship. Sure. That's the, the honeymoon time, phase. Right. Not the first time. Okay, <laughs> but a year and a half in, it's amazing because it's new and exciting and it's novelty and you've never been with this person before. Like I could have amazing sex with this couch for you know a month maybe. <laughs> but then I was like, oh no, it's actually this normal thing that happens. So what happens is it's going to change over time because we don't keep it interesting. Yeah, anyway, I mean, that, what I'm gathering and I agree is like, it just seems like it's expectations or incorrect expectations that people have of themselves and each yes. other's in the bedroom. I, I will say like, I do find it fascinating that if, if I'm intimate with someone, especially early on, um, we were talking about this before, but like, it seems like women seem to be okay with not orgasming, yeah. you know, like for yeah. example, if who, like no, in a situation many. where, so, no, seriously, like, so if they're open enough to just be honest that they haven't, Right. Because I'm very communicative and it's just like, yeah, it doesn't seem like you have none, but it's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, no, no, no. What do you like? What do you like? What do you enjoy? I can do this. I can do that. There have been times where I can just tell they feel almost like inconsiderate. Like, like the, cause I think there's this conception Amazing. that if a guy orgasms, he's done. Right. You know, he's not in the mood. He's not, yeah. he doesn't want to do it. And I've been like, not like, right. What are you like? This what is all you about you. Do? And I've almost borderline had to like convince them just to chill out and relax, That's only good. for have it to be like. 
and I want to be and here. a great thing. But you. there's this like it, there's this def, there's been a few I've had it, this experience and it's I've noticed this over the my lifetime yeah. where it's just like why do I have to <laughs> commit? If, if a girl was like, listen, I I'll just get on my knees and suck your dick. You'd be like. Right. Cool. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. there's no yeah. like, there's no moment you're like I don't want to inconvenience you. Oh, no. But women seem so because because we're right. worried about inconvenience the guy. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. this is this is where so this is exactly the thing because first of all there's an orgasm gap. It takes men between eight and twelve minutes to orgasm to, on average, True. and women between twenty minutes and forty minutes. So when we start pounding, if we, let's say you go right into sex, you grab the boob, you put it, and then all of a sudden, bam, 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 and women they're like, no. "It's over." Yeah. But I do, and it's and listen, it's fifty percent men and women who don't we are blame like it's equal because women are not taught that like. I don't know how to tell you what I want because I was told that giving a blowjob would make you like me more. Or I was told that like it's about <laughs> you mean, having pleasure. <laughs> See, but what if no, oh, right? No. So I was like, I'm just going to hand it out, and then you're going to like me, and then we'll get to my pleasure later. And often we don't. If that's so, the part I don't get. So like, here's they're so why. willing, not even later, like ever, not at all, ever. Well, I'll tell you why. I, this is where I was before I started my show, and most women who I talk to every day, it's because. Number one, when you say to a woman, like, what do you want? Babe? Or does this feel good? I was the, I was the woman who was like, yes, it all feels good. What else do you want me to do? Nothing. It's all great. Mm. Cause I didn't know how to explain to you what I wanted or for other women, they didn't know Like they literally, they don't know because they probably haven't had a lot of orgasms or what they do want is I need my vibrator because I can't orgasm with a penis because only when only 20% of women can, it's not because they're they know something that other women don't, it's anatomy. So if a woman's clitoris is a thumb's length or less away from their vaginal opening, okay? okay. Those women are more likely to orgasm. They just are. But for the other women, <laughs> they're not. Facts, be like, hold on, I just need to see something. <laughs> all right. No one knows not this. Me. By the way, this is not well known. <laughs> I didn't but know all this. You have to I didn't do, know there were different lengths. Right. Okay. So all you have to do is, <laughs> for most women though, do you know how 100% of women, like 99.9? Oral sex. Yeah. Or a vibrator. I find, I think there's a lot of shame too women have about their own vaginas. They like do. we're like, oh, it's gross. I don't want to make you do that. Well, that's the other and, thing. Yeah. So we're so Long afraid that like, you don't want to be there. I, you know, well, I'm literally what, down. Right. But oh, you're no. down for down. But the problem is women are told it's gross. It's yes. dirty. Men don't want to do it. It looks From weird. a young age. It looks weird. I don't look like the women in porn. It so, looks weird. You know what? It looks weirder? A dick. Yeah. <laughs> What's no. not weird about a dick? I don't know. No, but, but, but what you do is what I teach men and I tell, encourage them or anyone who's with a woman is to say, babe, I, I lay down, lay back. I've got you. You, I, I will be here all night. I'm going between your legs. It's all about you. Relax. Just it's all about you. And if a man just said, babe, settle in, like lay back. I'm not going anywhere. I got you. And then we Can wouldn't be say, staring at the clock. I'm not, not a humble brag, but I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I've, what do you mean? I've, I've absolutely done this. Good. I mean, this is what I, yeah. And I then, feel, I feel good coming from a doctor that I'm doing the right thing. Real pioneer, Nick. No, I'm just, come on. No, Can I just, great. yeah, no, I just, uh, I, uh, I'm in surprise. I mean, I, I want to try to get to the root and I think we are, we're doing, you're, you're just, this is really fascinating, but like for the few men that are listening and the women, like, again, it comes down to like, I think, and, you know, so women were raised this way and I know that guys can be more considerate and, uh, you know, less about getting themselves off, but not to defend men, but there is a little bit of like, it's this vicious cycle. It yeah. sounds like yeah. of well, like women, women aren't 
communicating their desires and men are just assuming being their kind of macho. Yeah. This is, well, she said she had a good time. The yeah. fake orgasm. The fake orgasm. You know, like we are saying like, if, if you think every woman has had orgasms since she's been with you, you're wrong. Cause <laughs> not, not you, not every man. No, I was having sex with this girl and <laughs> a one minute in one minute. All of a sudden it was like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And she just kept saying it. And all I could think was, no, you're not. Shut up. It was just so distracting. I was just, there's no way. Well, can like, I just I mean, say something? In a minute in, I got to be honest with you. Because I, I always have to give, give the no disclaimer. Moves. I wasn't, there was no moves. Some to women, what listen to me, honey. Listen, there are some women. Yeah. And it's not as many as the other ones, the ones who don't. There are some women who come too quick, come really quickly. Like the second it goes in. And like clitoris is on times? top of the, she was. I mean, I it's don't, rare, but it happened. I, I, it sounds like, but I'm saying for some women, there actually are some women too who don't who oral sex is actually too sensitive for them because oh. this wasn't oral sex. No, but right, I'm saying like, and those women typically orgasm faster during intercourse, and it's like a rare. It's not as common, but so it's like there's not one truth to it. I'll show. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. No, I. That's what we were talking before. I think she was. Believe I felt like I felt like. This was something she was saying because she thought I liked hearing it. And it came from a place of like porn in a sense yeah. that like it felt like when it was happening, I kind of was like out of my body, kind of like I was distracted. And You're it, going, wait. It felt like you... <sighs> You've watched porn before, haven't you? Like in my head, I'm thinking, and you're saying this because in like an often in a porno, right. two people having sex and in a minute in, she's just like, oh, your dick feels yeah. so good. I'm coming, I'm yeah. coming, I'm yeah. coming. And I'm just like, I didn't feel like what she was saying was a reaction to what was going on. Right. I felt like she was just saying Exactly. It. And um, I've heard this from many people. They're like, I feel like she's just doing what she saw in porn. Like her moves were porny, her things. And I think what you learn is like, eventually you have your own, or now, do it when you're alone or you're mastering. Figure out what, how you actually want to move, how, what actually feels good to you. And then that's what you bring into the bedroom because authentic sex is the yeah. hot sex. And to me, I feel like I can tell, like, I think talking dirty is hot. I think communicating, yeah. but only when it's authentic. So if it feels good, then say that, express that yeah. and be be explicit about that. Don't just say it because you think someone wants to hear it. Right. Like there's nothing worse than drunk sex with a girl who thinks she, you like dirty talk. Right. And just like she's just drunk and just saying the, yeah, I, <laughs> it's well, just like so distracting. They're like, they get right in there and they're like choking or they're whatever. And they're like, can you please yes. consensually ask consensually me? Ask. Consensually if you'd like to God. choke me. But they're like, I thought every girl likes it. No, they some do. There's not everything. So the, the only normal, the only truth around sex is that everyone wants something different. And that's the only truth. So consensually choking. <laughs> a serious question. But no. like, do you actually have to verbally, I mean, it sounds okay. almost ignorant, but like, what if you're just like, you put your hand there and they say something or it's just, or it's you, just kind of have to stop. I mean, I get like, if you're just like, huh, well, that's happening. That's sometimes. not cool. I think you could be I, like, does that, mean. you could be like, if you're doing it, you could be like there, like right there. You're like, how does that feel? Like, is that hot? Like, would you care if like, I, how does that or feel? like apply and then she's small like, amounts of pressure? Small, always though, no matter what you're doing, even if it's oral, like start sl- yeah, slow, slow and light pressure with literally everything you do sexually. I feel like Touching in those moments, her, they tend her. to let you know if they like yeah. more, harder, faster, if she, stronger, she might, I don't know. Right. And then she might be like, oh, that hurt. She'd be like, yeah. And then she might take your hand and go more than you know. Yeah. But if not, just leave it there. Because then it's just the hinting at it. But don't be like, <laughs> right away. 
Yeah. And it happens. I hear this all the time. Sure. I mean, I, I'm sure we, I'm sure we've all been like, I'm sure I've been guilty of like we all have. getting in too excited or again, like you go from one partner to another and you're like, my last girlfriend I, loved me. I think it, when I did you that. know, it's just always like the, yeah, the slow part makes a lot of sense, slow right? Fast. Just slow and not even like slow foreplay too, in terms of like anytime you're trying a new move, right? Like look at them and find out what they're reacting yeah. to. And maybe just be like, do you like that? Is yeah, there, as women, do you find, I guess that what, what I was trying to get to is as women, do you find, because you hear the stereotype, I want a guy who takes charge. I want a guy who knows what he wants. Is it, can you ask too many questions? Are you okay? Is this okay? Yeah, is this okay? What is, right? It's so really I think tricky. that's where men get confused just to like Honey, play devil's it's advocate. it's so true because we're like, be dominant, throw me down, be aggressive. Because let me tell you this, the top fantasy, one of the top fantasies for women is to be dominated in bed. Like we want a man, many women who will take control because there's nothing hotter than feeling like a man wants me so deeply and so intensely and so passionately that he he, he can't, he's overtaken with yeah, lust he and desire. Himself, yeah. He can't help himself. And so then men are like, I thought you wanted me to be aggressive. And now you're telling me no, but it's a dance. It's a very tricky thing. So it's almost like you got to test it. You got to be like, I want you so bad. And maybe if you do start to like move in, like, and then see how she reacts. Well, maybe just say, I want you so bad. Yeah. I want uh, you so bad. Like, I just want to grab you. And she might be like, do it. Instead of like ripping off her shirt and she's like, huh. And you're like, what? That's I want you favorite. so bad. Right. <laughs> Not yeah. Cool. But it's also cool what I would love. And I was thinking about this, like in all these shows, The Bachelor or whatever, like, is there, there should be like a sex and relationship coach there who's should. teaching, who's like, listen, this is, I would love, I would be like, how's it going? Or Shameless it, plug by Emily over no, there. No, I just started watching bachelor. it. No, I just I mean, started watching it. I just feel like not They've me. had like dates where they might bring on a sex coach, who's like, Dude, but it's I've like kind of campy. Yeah. It's like so always like, like a psycho sex coach who's right? like rubbing yeah. oil on their... Uh, be, I have a question too. Like, I feel like... Um, also like a stereotype that men and women struggle with is if a guy doesn't come or takes too long to come, women seem to make yeah. it all about, it's like, why aren't you coming? Right. And then it's like, it's a lose lose because men then get like defensive. Women also get defensive because they think it has absolutely, he's just Everything. not an enemy. Right. You don't find me physically. Am I doing something wrong? And the guys just like, <laughs> no, right. you know, no, and it's true. why, why it do you, it, We're like, I mean, Okay, I'll tell you that too. Yeah. Oh, no, I have all the answers here. Okay. <laughs> That's why. Here's the thing, women. Okay, so babe, <laughs> I've been babying people a lot lately. I'm prematurely babying you. I don't mean to. Um, is that there's no such thing? Is that women? Um, is that women get? Um, we feel that like our jobs here. I mean, like you know, prostitution is the oldest profession in the world, right? Like women exchanging sex for something. So we feel like we want to please you. So if your penis, if you, we are just told that you should be aroused and hard and turn on all the time. So when you're not, we're like, he doesn't find me attractive. He doesn't find me hot. Like that is almost like deeply wired into our brains. And it's very hard for us to understand that. No, like sometimes you just don't come. Like it takes you longer. You've been drinking. And also there's some men who just don't come from it takes them like 45 minutes, an hour. And that's called delayed ejaculation. That's actually a, a condition. Oh. Yeah. And so, and it's just like premature ejaculation. You come in a minute or less mm -hmm. and ferment some less longer. But we automatically are like, what's wrong with me? I didn't do it. And so we just take that on. But men do the same thing. And here's the other thing. I'm going to change your life here with this if you don't know this. Change men do the same thing or just your sex ready, life for a second. Ready? Take a deep breath. Take a All deep right. breath. Change it. Here's the other side. Men worry if she's not wet that they're not turning her on and something's wrong. 
but let me blow your mind here. Wetness is not an indicator of arousal. What is? Women can be very turned on. Women can get wet, can be really aroused and get wet, but we can also be aroused and not. Like we just might not because it's that time of the month. Sure. We're taking a medication. We've had a lot to drink. Oh, We've had a lot to smoke. We've smoked. Mm-hmm. We, and so, or we're wet at the beginning and not wet in the middle, which is why I don't only say communication is a lubrication, but like a lubrication is a lubrication. <laughs> have a lube on every goddamn nightstand. Yeah. I mean- Because men feel if we have to bring out the lube, then I did something wrong. I didn't turn her on. Mm, I didn't do enough. Maybe it was so I'm friend. not. Huh? Go ahead. No, maybe what? Well, I'm saying maybe it was my friend, but like all I've- known about women is that especially biology is that they're very different so i guess for whatever reason i've never been defensive about that Good. in terms so of not like, your life others I, I have six sisters not that they we talked we you actually do yeah and it, but that's not really the reason because i grew up in a family that never talked about sex are you where are you in this i'm number two of 11 um How do, wow yeah, but we we never talked about sex. So this is not like we were very sex. No, no, you were still around like tampons and yes, and, periods. And again, I think it had I, I that, that story I told in high school. I think that moment was I really like it, I really thought about that, yeah. and it just really I we started like, that woman asking on. questions, and it just was Good, it was just it. more about. And then you know I had a girlfriend early on, and I guess we had a comfort enough relationship. And her mom, I mean, her mom was a big personality, so like she was very like, and I just remember learning just like, well, fuck man, like nothing, just as long as I'm doing half the things right, it was just more like, there's so many so things that can learn. go on, mm-hmm. especially with women and their bodies that like, n- don't make it about you. Right. Just we do be, the best you can. Yeah. And like learn about anatomy, like do your research, like read some books, listen to my podcast, listen to whatever, however you learn. But like, there's a lot to know, like there's with that we just don't understand and we make assumptions like women, like there's just so many other, and also there's so many other erogenous zones on the body that we completely miss. Erogenous zones. Like, okay. So- the nape of the neck. Mm. Um, for some women, it's like their their forearm, their their sure. nipples. But we know, like like breasts, right? But if you like stay and play with them, you simply women can have like orgasms and stuff. Like there's a lot, but we skip right over it and go right to penetration. Penetration is not the main act. I don't think. I mean, I think there's so many other ways to make sex make sex great again. To make sex <laughs> oh, <no>. amazing, even <laughs> for the first time. Oh God, right? No, but we just don't. And so I feel like there's a lot to unlearn and relearn and it's fun. Uh, what's your, what's your stance on porn? I think porn has some, some use that, so some, some porn can be great. I think it's great for couples. Sometimes if you find a scene you like, you'd be like, that would be hot. That would mm-hmm. be hot. And, and also to jack off to porn, we all, every once in a while we do that. My problem with porn right now and where I'm seeing it more and more is that a lot of people, that's for like younger people, that's the only sex they've seen. So they assume that it's it's actually real. And it's they're like more fetish-based, I yes. feel Yes. Like. And they're like, technically, this is how I have sex because no one's ever talked to me about it. No one's ever showed it to me. And so I'm using it mm. as a teaching to what porn is fiction. It's 100% fiction. They're not having orgasms. They're not really lasting that long. There's nothing about porn that's real. Just like when you see a movie about the army or the military or war, you're like, that's not even how war went. You know what I'm saying? It's the same mm-hmm. thing. Porn is all fictional. Sure. And so my only problem is if you're technically thinking it, and sometimes we're not even doing that on purpose. So if I'm watching a lot of porn, the other problem is like, then you keep have to keep escalating what you're watching to more fetishes or things that are more extreme. And then it can get harder actually get off with a human. So my thing is like moderation with it, with everything. 
and try to be more mindful in your body during sex and like connecting, you know, with yourself or other, like your body. Cause that's how you're going to really learn to be a great lover to yeah. yourself. And others. I think that's great. Yeah. Just definitely don't think, uh, porn's not the sex Bible. It's entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. And last question before we dive into, uh, sex with Hannah, um, which was this episode, <sighs> sex toys. I get a lot of questions on sex with, uh, yeah. and questions with Nick about, and I, I I don't have a lot of experience with sex toys in the sense I've had dated people and we've used yeah. it. I've had no problem with them. Again, not to sound like I'm all this like aware guy, but I've never been intimidated by it. Great. I don't get defensive for all the reasons where it's just like, okay, you might like, this might make it more fun, but yeah. it seems like from the women I get a lot of questions from men get very defensive about the inadequacies of maybe their dick yeah. or their skills. And is there, do you yeah. see that a lot? I too? see that a lot. Okay. I see that every day. So first off, you nailed it. Like, no pun intended. <laughs> that, men, that men feel that if you need it, because men are still believing that the penis is where it's all going to happen. Like penis my penis should be able to go, go orgasm. But, but if you understand about anatomy and, and the clitoris, which is 8,000 nerve endings, no matter how big your penis is, it's not going to hit the clitoris. So unless you can figure that all out, you know, toys are, you could use them during intercourse, your penis can be inside and then you're using one. So I feel like men are just intimidated by anything that's going to replace them. And I'm like, first of all, oh, and also they think they look like them. Most, the most of vibrators today are like little tiny yeah, eggs. Little, like, uh, They're like a little tiny thing that you put thumb, there. Thumbprints. Literally. And it's not your, it's, in fact, it's your best friend. Like, cause, cause it's going to help things move, move right. along. Right. But men are worried. It's going like to, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I can't cuddle. <laughs> I can't cuddle. It's not going to take you to the yeah. farmer's market. Like it's just not going to replace you. It's like a tag team. It's right. like, hey man, I'm, right. I'm breaking a sweat here. Well, let's think about it this way. You could get to work, right? You could either, let's say you want to go to work one day. I could walk to work. I could drive to work. I could bike to work and I'm going to get to the office. You're all going to have the same result. Same thing for orgasm. It could be through your penis for some, your mouth. It could be a toy. Like and men like toys too. They feel men on vibrations on your shaft. Or yeah, whatever. I, I've like I don't. How much can we say on this? When it, right when right it's, you can say shaft. Whatever shaft, ball, <laughs> cock, it's fine. Um, I don't know their audience, been, uh, families, I'm wildly uh, American. I've been. Are uh, you? I, I would agree. I would agree when like it's been introduced. The, the little bit of vibrations, like you know, like <laughs> I don't bit. hate it. Yeah. And right. Meanwhile, she seems to be even having more fun. I'm right. like, this is great. What about that? Like she's having a great time and she's actually feels, because there's also the other thing about it when I was talking earlier about like variety and needing to spice it up and things just don't seem as interesting after nine months is that it's almost like it's new. It's, it's like an exciting, for many couples, it can enhance intimacy because mm -hmm. you're like, we're using this together. I'm using this toy on you or I'm, and, and also it's a person that you are really into to see them have pleasure it's going to be hot no matter whether you did it or not. If you could, if you could kind of separate yourself from like, it has to come directly from my penis, then your toys are going to be like the more the merrier. Would like, you bring them in? Would you agree that if you were dating a guy for the women in this room, that like for the guys who don't get defensive about that stuff, they just become more attractive yeah. just because they, it's just like, be open to anytime whatever. you have a guy that's like shows insecurity, especially in the bedroom, I feel like it would be a turn off anyways it for the guys listening. Yeah. Just like, yeah, just be say, open, ask questions. Whatever like, makes you happy, babe. And yeah. I feel like you can just go. <laughs> yeah. Like tell me more about what turned you on. Or, you know, my other favorite thing is like mutual masturbation once you're with someone like Mut let's, yeah, because it's hot. Like, I'm into it. Like, first of all, it's a sure thing. You know, you're both going to get off. And then I love it because it's hot. It's hot to see like, oh, look, I didn't know that she 
uses her fingers in that way or that she needs like the way she touches herself. And I'm seeing like, oh, he uses his hands up and around the tip. Okay, well, I'll do that next time. I'm, this is his sensitive spot. So you're, it's educational, but it's freaking hot. I think it's hot to watch your partner get off and you're together and then you're doing like, it's, and that's learning and it's hot and it's guaranteed orgasm. I, I, There's a threefer. Rochelle, you had a question. Rochelle? Oh, no. no, I don't know. You, I'm, I see you in the show. Like you come, if you sit there. Okay. <laughs> Rochelle's favorite <laughs> saying on this podcast is, oh no. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if this is because I'm, I'm 33. Okay. If I'm older, but I, this is what, and I've talked to a lot of my friends about this and they kind of agree. I feel like guys can't get it up as much anymore. And I don't know what it is or if it's me or what, it's but but I'm I've like heard this. Okay, so th- meaning it like seems it seems like an endemic, or it's just p- guys are getting older. Do I they get know. it up at first and then it gets soft, or it's just not getting hard? It's like not getting hard at all. Yeah. So like a little bit or half, or is it after mm. drinking? Uh, probably. If you drink a lot, if you're wasted, yeah, like you're not going to get as hard. Yeah. If you're smoking a lot of weed, yeah, not going to get as hard. If you are taking some kind of medications like antidepressants or SSRIs, blood thinners, like yeah, not going to get as hard. Well, I, I was talking to my friend and he's like, I buy pills off the internet and it's now. It's in LA. We're all like, we're all hopped up on all these things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was like, yeah. I get nervous around girls for the first time, so now I bought these pills off the internet and I take them, so I'm for sure can get hard. It's a vicious cycle. I, don't I would know. say, don't buy any pills off the internet, please. <laughs> please don't buy any pills off the internet. The thing is, it is an endemic and women aren't having, because the same thing, medications, stress, anxiety, biggest killer of our sex drive too. That's why I like your essential oils. I'm telling you that will relax people and then give a massage first (laughs) and say, you know what? It's okay if you don't get hard. I did not tell her to say this, by the way. Yeah, you should rebrand as a sex oil company. Use release. It'll calm you down. (laughs) I'm just saying. Have a good day. I'm all about engaging the senses during sex. Like as many as you get to it. Aromatherapy for sure. Aromatherapy, Mm -hmm. scent, touch, sound, play some music. Like, because when you are engaging all your senses, you're not in your head as much and then it brings you into the moment. So for the men with the thing, like with or without the thing, you got to say to them like, I don't know. I think if they are in a lot of drugs or whatever they're taking, that could be why. But then also if you're with a partner mm-hmm. that's happening, you could be like, it's cool. Like, let's just, let's yeah. just make out. Let yeah. me just, yeah. let's give each other massages. And yeah. once you, cause a lot of what I realize is, is so much of what I talk about to men and women is how the hell do they get out of their head during sex mm-hmm. and in the moment? Because most of our sex challenges, I'm not going to call them, I don't like call them problems. Our sex challenges mm-hmm. are is anxiety related and anxiety is our thoughts I would and agree our with thoughts that. are creating no orgasms, no erections. Yeah. Anytime I've, uh, I think more f- like I've never like, thankfully like the, I'm having problems and like an up, but there have been times where like during where it's just more like for whatever reason, I'm just like, why is yeah. this going away? Yeah. Right. right. And it's, it's has everything to do with my head or anxiety yeah. or thinking about God knows what there've been times where it's like, why am I thinking about right. this? Right. And it has nothing to do with yeah. her. I, I'm like, I'm then I like, will I have, I'll literally even have a thought being like, she's so beautiful. I'm so into her, but like, what is going on? And it's a vicious cycle of yeah. like, then all of a sudden, then I'll have that thought of like, Wait, does she, she right. and then she looked and then like, they, they, right. look and at then each other, what's going on? I'm like, <laughs> and, then, and then she thinks it's her and it's not. And right. yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. it's really more that. And I think, yeah. well, it, not that it's you, not you, women are doing anything wrong, but the, I think the worst thing a woman can do is then just vocalize, is it me? Cause right. then a guy wants, no, it's not you. And then he mm-hmm. feels like a dick, right? you know? And then, and then it's vicious. And then, it, so in that moment, the best thing to do is be like, 
Okay, let's just keep going. You know, I, I, I'm, you're so hot, babe. This is not you. This just happens sometimes. Let's just keep, let's just lay here for a second and then just kind of talk about it and be really real. Like, and be like, and it's not, you could even say it's, the, I swear, before she even goes there, like in the moment, be like, it's not you. This just happens. Let's just, let's just hang out totally. for a second. I think if you like lie next to each other, in the you're naked, moment. you're kind of touching each other. You're talking mm. about what you, God you knows laugh. what, whatever. I was thinking and about, all of a sudden you look down and be like, holy shit. And then back. you're ready to go. You're back. I'm telling you, it will come back in that moment. If you just like laugh about it. you're like, the weirdest thing, I forgot I didn't send this email earlier or whatever you're stressing about. And then she'll be like, oh yeah, that happens to me all the time. And then you laugh. And then before you know it. Meanwhile, she's still naked. You know, you're <laughs> yeah. like super into it. Oh, great. Yeah. She's still naked. Like yeah. nothing else. No, that's, so uh, that's, that's a, think. yeah. Um, wow. Mm. How about Hannah? How about episode? Hannah? Are we going to do the game? Uh, oh my God. Uh, you yes. forgot about the game. <sighs> we have this little game that we play. It's called Do You Know Me? Mm-hmm. You can buy it on Amazon. Can buy it on Amazon. And it's just a little, we liked it. My my friend created it. You can buy it on Amazon. But I thought it was great for this podcast because we like to, we like to talk about how simple questions you can really get to know someone. Mm-hmm. And maybe even in the bedroom, you might even learn a little bit about their sex preferences by not asking sex questions. So it's a, it's a wonderful game. We play a, a few little rounds. So Rochelle and I are going to try to see if okay. we know Emily. Oh. What you're going to say. So don't, don't answer, don't answer it. Not talking. World debate, and we'll have a conversation. Uh, first question, pretty simple. Can Emily name four players in the National Baseball Hall of Fame? <laughs> I say yes. She looks very smug. Well, she she seems like a cool. No, I, oh, I, 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 I meant I'm not giving you any signs. Oh, I feel okay. like she's like a, she's a girl that can hang. Four in the Hall of Fame. I I think she can do like just four in the Hall of Fame in the history of baseball. Yeah, I think she can. Go. <laughs> like, Name one. Okay, Babe Ruth. Okay, one. <laughs> um. Uh. Now I because my main mind goes blank when you're okay. I'll tell you. Um. Too who's much pressure? No, I get pressure. Uh. Yeah. Who's the guy? Uh. I think this is a no. No, not right away. Not not that right away. But like I can't. Can oh um. Uh. <laughs> Oh, uh, Bonds? Barry Bonds? Is he in not the, No, in not the, yet. Not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, he's not? No. Oh. What about Steroid the dude? Abuser. What about, oh, oh right. What about the guy? Because well, I was in San Francisco. Oh, oh, Jackie fucking. Sure. Yeah. Jackie fucking something. Um, and uh, Jackie fucking Robinson is yep. the answer. Oh. And then there's another uh, the Jackie. Guy, the first African-American player in the yeah, history of there's baseball. There's another Jackie, too. Uh, what's the other Afri- uh, f- a famous black baseball player who broke Babe Ruth's record? Um, Home run record. Okay, she can't do it. I can't. Um, we so, not in this moment. But so I feel like she's uh, not her. a big sports fan. No. Um, no. We know that. Too about busy Emily. having sex. Too busy having sex. That's what we know. We've learned that Emily is just too right busy now. having sex. <laughs> That's what we learned. I can't do it. <laughs> Has now, Emily ever ridden a horse? And by horse, I mean an actual horse. God. Not a horse no, cock. No, you got to clarify it. You got to clarify <laughs> Not a horse cock. Oh, no. Yes, of course. Sure. I don't know anymore. She seems affluent. <laughs> I have ridden a horse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she yeah. has. I would have said yes, too. I mean, I first time I ever... Well, actually, no, that was... No, it was On The Bachelor? It wasn't the first time, but that was the second time. <laughs> I deliberately picked this one just because... Does Emily own a power drill? And I don't mean do you own your boyfriend. Oh, you know, God. It's fun. Um, yeah, of course she owns a power drill. I'm going to say no, just so we're not answering the same each time. I do own a power drill. Yeah. I own two power drills. Look at that badass 
woman on that couch. So she's a do it herself kind of girl, but not yeah. watching sports. Mm, yeah. Mm. Have you? Has Emily ever been injured during sex? Yes. <laughs> you say yes. Yes. I mean, and she's I, and, an expert, so I'm going to say no. And she by, knows how to protect herself. And by injury, I mean an injury of any kind. I don't mean like a, she had to go to the hospital, but like sex resulted in the need for a Band-Aid. I say no. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Oh, wait. You got to tell us now. Honestly, how, how injured? Yeah. I was in college in my dorm room floor and I got like rug burn on my back <gasps> so bad that mm. like I had to like care for it with all the... Also, like what about a good scratching? Oh yeah! Like all of a sudden you're like, "Fuck, man, you're back." It's just like, I've, I think I mean, I've I've injured people. That's what I'm saying. Like I bit. It's a guy, he's like, "You bit me." I'm like, "I did." Like, you know, happened during sex. You sure. grab, you bite. You're like, it's like, like I didn't know I was going to bite you. I, I did. That's technically um, an injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I've been scratched. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's a dangerous game. It was like a good ab workout too. All of a sudden you're just like, "Damn, my hips are just <laughs> real tight today." No. Yeah. Not so much. All right. Has Emily ever left a bad Yelp review? No. I'm going to say no. Too busy. I want to all the time. You don't seem petty. No. And I don't want, yeah, maybe it was a bad day for them. I'm too positive. No, I'm not going to do that. Do you know your Uber score? I'm going to say absolutely. Yes, she does. No. And I think she's proud of it. I think she's a driver. She doesn't have, she has an Uber. (laughs) She knows her Uber score. What's the answer? I don't know my Uber score. Yes. I know they show up when I call them. Have and you I ever t- checked it? No. Huh. I just. What is your Uber score? Should we find out? Yeah. How do you find? Oh. Spring up. It's not right there. I'm underneath your pillow. Underneath the pillow. Oh, right. I'm really upset about the baseball players because my brain went to like, I know, I couldn't. You I also know, know that she's a perfectionist. I am. Because <laughs> when people ask me things, I right learned away, that about Emily playing this uh, game. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Uber. And it's. Let's go, to, let's go to the app. It should come right up. All right. Uh, upper left, I think. She doesn't even know. Nick, I think you're. I got a tip thing. Hold huh? on. I got a tip my last driver. I think you got two. I got one. Okay. Where is it? 4.8. Solid. Oh, is that good? Is it? I'm not a 5.0. So Are my you father, five you. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like a four, five, six. <laughs> Are you? I went on a run of, here's what I do in the Uber. I'm, I'm always polite and I always say, thank you. I don't conversate. Right. Like. Conversate? Ha, converse, like when the Uber, converse, whatever. Yeah, sorry. When the Uber's like, hey, so like a fun fact. I'm almost like, oh God. Yeah. And I'm always like. I can't imagine I'm really you. dismissive. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and I'm like, yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> and then if. I went on this run of like, it was their first day. Hey, it's my first day in Uber driver. Uh, and then like I'm on my way to the airport and they yeah. take the wrong turn. Yeah. And I don't ever like, but I huff and puff. Mm-hmm. So I've been like, <sighs> uh, and I'm pretty, and sur- I'm pretty sure there were, it was a streak of, they assumed I was going to give them a one star. Yeah. So they kind of, yeah. I've never given an Uber driver a one star review. I haven't either. I either don't review because yeah. I'm just like, forget or yeah. if I do, I get five stars. But see, I never want, I mean, I'm always like, I'm talking all day, every day. I mean, I do radio yeah. for four, four hours. 4.8 solid. So I get in there and I'll just say, I'll just say, I'm, I said, and I probably, like, listen, right now I've been talking all day. Do you mind? I'm just going to sit back here and chill. You're awesome. I just can't really talk and I'll put my headphones on. Yeah. I just kind of like let them know ahead of time, like this isn't going to happen. I don't want to hear about your day. 
Yeah. And you don't want to wear mine, really. You might, but no. Uh, last question. Hmm. And I'm really curious about this one. Uh-oh. Has Emily ever asked for a nude photo? Oh, 100%. She knows how to ask for what she wants. 100%. I mean, yeah, I'm going to say yes. You uh, Can you say it? no just so we do it different? Sure, I'll say no. <laughs> that doesn't... <laughs> Great. I haven't. <gasps> Oh, I'm actually not, I I'm not that. totally shocked. And I've never sent one. I'm shocked. I feel like she, what is your thoughts on that? Because I get the sense, I feel like you feel like you're above it. I just feel like if I'm dating you or we're together, like I'll see it when I see it in person. Like no one wants really? a random dick pic, There's a no, dick in the wild. Really? I, I do. See dick. You're, dating some, you're, some you're, do. you're dating someone and at lunch, you're all of a sudden... I'm like, oh, damn, you're going to have to like my ex, My ex, like, no, he, he has, but we've like taken pictures. Of it. No, but I haven't sent it. What if you're long distance? Um, you wouldn't I haven't do that. done that in a while. I just, I don't know. I well, also with what I'm doing, like, I don't know. I just, is it, what is your stance on anyone, it? Is, yeah, is it smart for us to be sending I don't sending think it is. Okay. I don't think Why? it is, honestly, because I feel Who's like us? just People? know the human race. that if you send it, <laughs> there will be someone else seeing it. And also since I'm like all my, I'm like the girl. Yeah, a girl, if you're, if I'm you're a girl, sending it I'm to people guys, you don't girl, know, girls, sure. girl, like I'm guys, I've amazing guy friends. I know that the second they get a pick, they're like, look what I got, and what they show it to me. Or Do you ever show? Have you ever I, shown? I, to I any really, other guy? I really don't. There's something about. I rarely like, don't. Or uh, I never have. Oh yeah, that no, sounds like you might have. Have I ever? Sure. Oh, but like I never of a never of a girl I'm in a relationship with. Absolutely not. No, there's a trust thing, but like, have I, have that, I mean, have I have been sent a fucking random nude before? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's like right? So have I shown that? First. But like, don't, don't send it to someone you don't, don't know I have a rapport with. But if you're it. in a committed relationship, I think there's something hot committed about like, really, yeah. and I mean, yes, do, I, I will say I, I haven't. And I do kind of feel a, a bond there. Like with the, there's a, there's a trust. Guys do, just so like you women realizing guys who have girlfriends will show their buddies. Yeah, uh, so I'm telling you. So if you, I just say but to like, all my listeners, if you want their friends to see it, But there's like, you can it. Snapchat that shit and it goes away, you know? Granted, like you can, they can, screenshot, can screenshot it. But, it. but like, they again, will. If, if you're dating someone. They will. They will. Really, don't you think it's weird if you're like, if you're, I don't know. I don't think it's kind. I don't think it's the right thing to do, but that's what happens. And also, it I've been might. doing this show for 14 years since it became a thing, yeah. sending nudes easily on the smartphone. So yeah. I've been like, sex with them. I don't know. It just didn't I'm, seem. I'm surprised. So you're shaming fans. the nude. I'm not shaming it ever. I do not shame actually anyone. We, we do it all in our heads enough every day. I'm just saying, think about it. Think about it for a second or leave your face out. No yeah. redeeming. I just feel like if you if you're sure. cool with other people seeing it because that's going to happen likely, then send it. But otherwise, there's so many other things you could do suggestively. What about wearing something that's just showing enough? Like I think like a little nip, like a, like seeing a, like a side boob or a little like there's so many other ways to be seductive and sexy. And I think some of the hottest pictures or hottest moments are the teasing, the pre-sex, the like building up to it. Totally. That, yeah, you could see me all night, but like. What about, I mean, so I've sent like bikini shots and stuff like that, but like never. I mean, all I'm saying is I've dated someone and, and got it and it's like a surprise and it's like, can't wait to see you. And, I'll, and the rest of the day, I can't wait to get home. <laughs> yeah. Kind of no, that's and true. that's kind of hot, you know, yeah, there's, I, in I, a terms of spicing up the, and I, got, I get a lot of questions and questions from Nick, like with married couples who've yes, been dating. Yes, married couples. I'm and it's just like, married how couple. do I spice it up? You know? Sexting. 
is so hot. But can sending couples, nudes be part of yes. sexting? If you're like in a committed relationship, you trust your partner, you've been together, yes, for sure. Make a sex tape at home. I'm cool with that too. Watch it. It's hot. I'm just saying, if it's like a new thing, I'm, what I hear all the time is that we've been together a month. He's like, send me a nude and then I'll send you one in our three weeks. We've never met. Yeah. We just met on Tinder yeah, and he asked me for a nude. For sure. Don't you have one? In your, and it's like, I know this. They're like, well, he asked me for one and I thought I want him to like me. And it's just like, uh, don't send it to get likes to, so he I, likes I, you. I don't think women should ever do anything sexual to get a guy to like them. Can we please air quote, yes. put that all over your Ever. stuff? I think you're right. Yeah. I love that. Which is wild. Again, like I, there's one thing I've learned by doing questions with Nick in this podcast is the uh, disproportionate amount of the willingness that women focus on getting a guy to like them versus figuring out what they like. That's exactly, we need to, what do we like? Cause you want to know what we it's like. It so makes your job so much easier. How, how much women seem to focus on that more than, than yeah, men. Yeah. That, Cause that's just what we've been told and what we've been shown. And our mothers didn't sit down and go, honey, I really want you to have an orgasm and learn what feels good to you. Like no one knows this. So this is why I have a job forever. For you know, who's doing a good job of doing what she likes is Hannah. And she seems to. Hannah. Man, Pete. Grown. Pete, Windmill Pete. Oh my. Windmill Peter. Pete. Who would have thought? And they revealed it right at the beginning. Yeah. Who like, thought it? I never would have thought of a windmill. Come windmill on. Pete. Because he's, remember the pool table kiss? That was amazing. Yeah. The so. irony that as a pilot, Pete's job is to avoid windmills. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's his job. <laughs> don't bun, don't don't bump into windmills. Yeah. But you can bump in a windmill. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, all those condoms were little um, breadcrumbs uh -huh. leading to the windmill. I really enjoyed this episode for multiple reasons, but like it was <laughs> very much like we it it was literally about sex. Yeah, yes. the whole episode. Amazing. Did are you gonna fuck? Are you not gonna fuck? Yeah, you fucking. And we we're saying fucking, it wasn't even like low key. Like usually they're like we're gonna get to know, know each, each other. other. It was on camera. Who's fucking? Who's not, <laughs> baby? Yeah. And there's like condoms were in and they show it. Do they always, show, I mean, cause you know. Never showed a condom before. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was great. And uh, they see, yeah. They've begun, they've, uh, they've, uh, they've gotten more sex positive over the years, over the past five years. Yes. Really. So. Is that positive or more sex safe? Cause they put a condom on. Well, just in, in general. Like, last I mean, it wasn't until was I was virginity. on it that they ever talk about sex. Uh, well, what do they think you were doing in the fantasy suite? I'm new It was to the just more of a. Euphemism. Yeah. Like, oh, guess what? Are you yeah. saying you brought sex to The Bachelor? I'm not, you did, I'm not, I'm not dude. necessarily saying I did, but... Sex with Nick. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Hannah, to Hannah's credit, she's done a great job. Um, I thought... And do we think Pete was was good? She did it twice with Pete. Twice? Yeah. Yes. And in the morning. Damn, what I was Word saying, on the like, street is uh, there was a, it was a satisfying experience. What street experience. are you getting word B from? The Bachelor Street, oh. that it was a satisfying experience. I'm on Bachelor experience. Street now. Now I'm all into no. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, she said twice. I mean, do you, as women, do you go back for more if it was like fine? But, well, to be honest, if you're there in the morning, Might well. their, their, their direction, go, yeah. Even you if it, it was like, meh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's the that, but a lot of times just because they're hard in the morning. She yeah, seemed like, yeah. nothing to do with you that we think it's our responsibility <laughs> to relieve them yes. from their erection yes. in the morning. Why do we feel that? But Pressure. I feel like as in that world, that bachelor world, um, I feel like there's so much going on the next day. I feel like if you do it twice, there's you're Could you're be? into it. Yeah. No, because I no, just it was think, probably good. I just think like And he's uh, very it, tender and when he said I love you, like he did all like it was real. Did. Like it was like hard, he really like loved. <sighs> So that she loves the words and you could see her get close, get out. But I was shocked because the episode before it didn't seem like she liked him that much. No, I, 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 again, kudos to Pete. I never, I've heard also word on the street is Pete has some, uh, he what? has some swag. 
What he's does got that some mean? Swag back, down like, below? He's just like, like big swag. No, I'm not. I, I'm not That's referring a... to his dick size. Okay, I'm just referring you. to his like, uh, <laughs> uh, just like uh, that. He, you, certain people you meet in person, yeah. and there's an energy about them. You're like this guy. You're like he's Mojo. he's just like you kind of wanna. There's yeah. a sexual kind of like vibe to him. Yeah, I yeah. think I think he had that. I thought the way he like kissed her, the way you like touching her face, like he's got the the romance. Yeah, he's a he's a yeah. But Did it blow your mind, Rochelle? Were you pissed that she didn't have sex with Tyler? Like, Are you kidding me? This is what I thought. Yeah, I, I thought she's going to regret this for the rest if she of her life. If she doesn't end up with yes, that. Yes, she is going to be. That, I mean, She will prove to America there's no such, there is things as regrets. <laughs> right. That, yeah, any regrets? Not like, oh, fucking girl, Tyler. Right. You messed up. Uh, or but maybe just the idea of Tyler. She has proven to America maybe the, the idea of Tyler we just don't want to ruin the idea of Tyler. So let's that, just imagine. That masseuse scene, though. I yeah, mean, well, like, that, can we that talk was about like that female porn. Killed it. That, killed okay, it. he was like, bye. He like tells, he's like, gets up. That was such a smooth move. Oh I was my like, God. oh my God, that is so hot. Like for him to get over. And she's like, I thought that wasn't you. Like that was real. He's like, bye to like the Greek masseuse. See ya. And then he starts massaging her. He gets on his body. And with his that shot going down I mean, to his oh, ass. Good happy. for them. They've never done this stuff before. That was, and she's hot. like, I can't move my tops off. Right. And it was it was hot, but I think she was like, "Whoa, I'm not seeing his emotion, so I can't actually have sex but with him." But he cried last week. That, I'm like, "What are you talking?" I about? think. I think. Well, a couple of things. I, I think. Like uh, I th he's great. I met him. I met him a couple days ago. I'm very, very, very jealous. He's. Uh, hopefully, we'll have him on yeah, soon. He met Tyler oh, C. There. He's a nice. He's Mom. a very nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have him on. He's a guy. Just to remind people, he is also just human. <laughs> you meet him, and it's like, yeah, you're a really handsome guy, and he's really nice, but like. He's taller than you, huh? Yeah, he's a good inch taller than me. He's a big guy. He's big. Uh, he's a football player. Uh, really nice guy. Um, but it was funny when Hannah first was like, we're not, we're not having sex. He said all the right things. But that first reaction in his face was kind of like. Right. Huh? If you catch it, you rewind. <laughs> if you oh, catch really? It, I didn't oh, catch it. Oh, my God. It was, go back very and watch it. it was very subtle. It was subtle. Oh. But he definitely had a. Well, don't you think maybe he thought, oh, I'm not a front runner because like you didn't have sex listen, with your non-front runner. I, I mean, runners. listen, at this point, uh, if she ends up with Tyler, I'd be shocked. And again, like this whole idea, like, I agree. I had this debate. I had this debate. We're spoiler free. Uh, okay. um, we, I have had this debate when I did my uh, podcast with the comments by celebs ladies is that I do think that all things being equal, I could engage, get engaged to someone if I knew, if I had seen them naked and we've done everything but sex and I could felt, couldn't. I could, I feel like I could feel confident if like, I just think like, because like, again, we talked about, we talked about sex is a lot about communication and getting to know each other. So if the equipment is there and we're into it physically and we enjoy the chemistry, I don't need to actually have the penetration to feel confident about sex. Okay. But you'd marry someone without having penetrated, without having... First of all, we're not talking about marriage, we're okay. talking about engagement. Okay. But I'm just saying, all <laughs> things being equal, like, yes, I think if push came to shove, so to speak, <laughs> I, I, yes. And again, if That's what my everything is... did, they're still married. Everything is... I just think the, the actual, the act of penetration is like, again, this is assuming that we can communicate, we enjoy kissing each other, we're physically attracted right. to each other's bodies. I got it. I think that could... That all being said, I do think it's not a good, it doesn't bode well for Tyler that she's willing. No. Also, like, here's a, here, to me, I'm thinking, Ty, 
She knows Tyler's hot. It's just like she might be thinking, if I fuck Tyler, there's no way Peter or Jed or well, we all know that Luke's gone is going to ever get over this. But so. yeah, I think it's, it's out, out of order. order. Like, do you think? Because maybe could be, she but could. Like in my mind, off I was like, she woke up, she just had sex twice with Pete, and maybe her like upbringing was like, oh, I can't. Because are they back to back? Do they give you a you, night? You get a day off. Also considered that this is the first time she ever. So you sore, this is the first time ever you have four potential fantasy sweet dates. So yes, she's probably thinking, I can't fuck I all can't these fuck guys. Can't fuck all four. Like I never come back and, from this, right? And she is religious she's still. So you're Jet, like, super into Jed, so she's like, I'm gonna have sex with Jed. She right. had sex oh, with you Peter. Think she planned on having sex with Jed. I don't think you go into that week not knowing what you're gonna do. Do you think she, she think messed up having sex with two of them? Like, is that messed fucking, up? Like, is that bad to do? I think it's great. What do you oh, mean bad? Because you only did one. Why are you shaming Hannah? I'm not shaming. I'm <laughs> saying your opinion. I'm asking yours because in you my opinion, I only had sex with Vanessa because I pretty much knew I was gonna end up with Vanessa, and I wanted to do my best to make that relationship work outside of. And it's not about shaming, but I wanted to avoid sticky conversations and having sex with women that I knew I wasn't going to get engaged to. Not that it's wrong, but I just wanted to make life easy on me. In a, and it didn't really didn't, it didn't do shit for it because it like, but it, at the same, that was my focus, right? And I was pretty, but I do think Hannah at this point isn't 100% sure, 100% sure who she's going to end up with. And I think she's just kind of in the moment. So, but I do yeah. think to that point, yes, she's probably thinking, I can't fuck all these guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Tyler, I also think that she, I think she feels the less comfortable, the least comfortable with Tyler. He's doing all the right things, but I think she, like all the women in America are so sexually drawn to Tyler <laughs> that she feels like she, it's almost like what... She's, oh, she's intimidated. Like, I think she thinks she thinks he's a player type of thing. And that not that he's done anything, but she is almost like she doesn't. She's just like, fuck it. I can't even deal with how hot you are. So I'm just not even going to fuck Well, she it. said that. She goes, I can't believe that he chose me. Right. I'm like, she's put him on that pedestal too. Yeah. And is he that? I think she's. I don't know. I mean, to your point, I've met him. He's a great looking guy who's really nice. He is a guy. Like everyone else in Bachelor right? Nation, no one's as bad or as worse as they come across on TV. Although right. I've heard it from everyone I talk to that Luke sucks. Yeah. Um, this is like, oh God. Could you that, believe that That conversation? was a brilliant scene though. I thought she was so So, so great. I, I was like, come on here, give it to her. And she did. She, she was so good. And it's interesting because it, the Luke thing is... At first, it seems like he's trying to articulate his point of view in a way that you're like, you know what? He's trying here. And then, mm -hmm. no, no, hold on. Let me, let me, no, I it's just his shaming. You. It's his you. shaming, right? Because there's nothing wrong with a guy yeah. to say, listen, whatever you do is great, but I want to get engaged to you. And I don't know if I can get over you sleeping with other people. This is not about right. what you're doing, but like, I just... And I would leave, but again, I'm not judging you, but I just, I, I need to be open and expressive about that. But what, <laughs> what he says is if you did the wrong thing, then right. I would forgive you. It's like, and I love how she just immediately was like, I'm not doing the wrong thing. Right. Just because you don't like something I'm doing doesn't make it wrong. Right. I love that she And I love that it. she does that. Her also, when she like was, she like this Bible scripture quote banter of like, and then she's like the whole like, uh, Right well, or the wrong, first stone, like not the first stone. Yeah, but that was no. Oh my, she held her hand off. When she I called him off, she's like, "That's what it reminded." She's crying. That was a that was like a really. When she good called him off for pride, scene. No, it was the pride. She's like, "Well, so is pride." Right. You know, if we're gonna call each other sinners, fine. I'm a sinner, but so are you. And what's better? I thought Ooh. that was so great, and I loved that. And it was interesting because, like, at face value, what what the 
I felt like what uh, Luke was saying wasn't like outrageous, but it was like an accumulation of her, him constantly shaming her through the process. Right. And it was like, and because she already had sex with at least Peter, she like, she felt the shame that he was trying, not, not, she felt, you know what I'm saying? Like she wasn't felt it, but like. She could have. I'm not saying she felt it like she felt guilt, but like she knew she did it. And he's saying, if you do that. So it was like, she felt like, well, I have done it. And like, Mm -hmm. instead of being passive, she was empowered. And I thought that was great. She was, she handled herself so great. And that's why it's one of the best seasons ever of this whole dichotomy of uh, the the struggle between religion and shame and sex positivity and her at least uh, attempt at wanting both saying I can be religious and have a relationship with God and still have sex. Right. And at the end of the day, we're all figuring it out. All I know is I'm not God. And at some day I'll meet my maker and he'll let me know if I'm going to burn in hell or not. Until yeah. then, shut the fuck up ever. All you yeah. guys, I want to start fucking. It was great. It was great. It was she's like, like, Jesus, she's like, God is in my heart. I love yeah. Jesus loves me. And the thing is like, he was, yeah, I love that. She finally heard that he literally changes his tune and backtracks everything he said. He was like, what I meant was, she's like, no, this is exactly what everyone's talking about. You're like, yes, you finally saw it when he's changing his mind. Yeah. He's like, well, what I didn't really mean that I said that. She's like, you're changing your words. You're changing your words. I mean, it was just, it was so judgy, but I think that was a good point that in that moment, she probably still, listen, if you're raised in a super religious environment, there probably was a part of her that's still like, I can't believe I just had sex on TV with two people. Right. And when he shaped, there might've been a moment. Where she she could have crumbled. Still what felt like, oh my God. Like she she's felt the, her family, her grandmother, yes. what, you know. That's and, what I mean when I say felt like she. Yeah, no, like, were, like she was both, like this. Right. She she almost was like she felt it and said no. Right. No, you're not yes. going to make me feel this <gasps> that's way. That's yeah, it. You could yeah. shit. No. Uh, no. And I thought that was. I thought that <laughs> you was can't really bless me or whatever. You can't <laughs> pray for me. And then you see Tyler, you know, who was so like listened to what she wanted, was consensual and said yes, whatever you want. And then she asked Luke to leave, and he literally was like oh. no. And that's not. Um, that's not, not listening and not he being respectful. I think he looked as dangerous at at any moment as in the time yeah. where he calmly sat there. Yeah, right. because it was just. Like, again, what if there's not mics? What if there's not cameras? Yeah, he was calm, yeah. but he was so dismissive. Of what and she she's asked like, of him. calmly saying, please respect my choice. And then instead, again, using God as a weapon. I've been vocal about this this whole season. Like, you can be religious. That's great. But the moment you start using your faith in God is like a weapon to shame other people and then right. saying, well, let's pray together or uh, let me, let me speak my truth. This though, that, that before he got into the, the car, when he was like, let uh, me pray for you, do you see that? He fist? does it all the time. I, I, I've heard from some of the guys that that was a thing. Like he. A fist. Um, it's scary. Like I'm like, he's like, could be abusive or something. He needs to I, let that anger out yeah. somehow. And I, and well, his mom also <gasps> seems so sweet, which is like so beautiful, <sighs> lovely. That's and his sweet. mom's a total babe. I know. You're like, well, is that his mom? Like, right. Up, Get over the mom. <laughs> She's hot. Yeah. It's and his family's like, about. I got to tell you, this is not our Luke. So then you're like, like no, during that the family. Man, it, was, it was like, wow. Like his, ah, what, what what's fuck? going on? I don't blame her for being confused, but that's where I want some kind of counselor on there. Or somebody who's like. I know you can't, and that's the drama, and they can't really show what's going on, but it just was, like, unhealthy. Like, it was kind of like, yeah. is that happened on other, on, on other scenes with someone that that's... He's been that particularly... And, 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 and a lot of other seasons, they always have a villain. But even, it's, it's interesting. I think up until recently, they haven't had traditional villains. Like, on my season, Corinne. Corinne wasn't no. really a villain. She was never there a real was a villain, player. She was the villain, so to speak. You know, the biggest villain was the one Ben chose her. Remember the winery guy? 
Oh, sure. Oh, yes, but what I'm saying that. is, I mean, we haven't had a real, real villain. And even when I was a villain, like on Anya season, a lot of people were like, is he though? But like, you didn't nice, they didn't do anything. They didn't, you didn't, a lot of people didn't like me because of music, but like Luke's been. <laughs> music. No, music seriously. It was just like. <laughs> Menacing music. He got her flowers and it seems wrong. But then when you break it down, he's like, he just got her flowers though. So, and there was never a, le- a lot of examples when the guys would throw fits and it was like, well, he got a rose. So there's there a lot of, but Luke is truly. Bad. A villain, Advice, right? Yeah. He's he's an actual villain who like is doing things that in reality, in real life, is not okay. It's right. been like a teaching example for like things that like women should like people. look out for in terms of if your boyfriend does this, it's not okay. Yeah, controlling and abuse, yeah. gaslighting, a, yeah. you know, manipulation. I think it's a great example for like parent. Like I think a lot of young people watch a so show or people parents could be like. If a guy ever treats you like that, like if you ever feel these things, like confused. that is not okay. Like yeah. use that as a teachable moment. If you're confused a lot and mm-hmm. they're saying things, like I just think, cause that it's very seductive too. Because here's the other thing I realized about Luke P through the whole um, season is that he's been like, she's like, I, I knew right away how he felt. He really doesn't say much. Like Nothing. he looks at her and he's like always about, I saw when you saw me, it's always about him. He's so selfish. If you really listen, it's, he's, he's not really saying things. He talks about God. Right. But he's not really revealing that he doesn't really see her. He's not like, mm-hmm. I've seen this in you and seen to your soul. He's like, all he keeps saying is, I know we're together. I know we're together. Nothing's going to stand in our way since episode two. But yeah. what, but where is it coming from? But then she's up on Tyler for not being real and emotive where I think he's truly not said anything of substance that Luke about Luke. No, I, I agree. But he I think, I but think he's uh, manipulative. So it seems that way. My only hope for, for, for Luke is that if he comes from a decent household, he is young and doesn't make any of this. Okay. But I hope that Luke is savable. Right. And like, right. Like, is he a total narcissist? I don't, you know, but like, is he, will this experience with his family, they're filming Men Tell All today. Right. Uh, they're really, filming what? The Men Tell All today. Oh. Uh, for the people, like, they're oh. filming it. Oh, I'm so So, sad. but like, really it'll be curious dumb. how he does. I really doubt will, it. Like, on, on Tell All, will, will Luke, I people, there's going to be two options, right? Because assumingly that all guys are going to gun for him, right? And Luke has two options at Tell All. He can, like, he had that post about, like, I, it's been hard watching me myself. Luke's only option is to show up and say, listen, I was wrong. I was embarrassed of my actions. I have no excuse. I'm expecting heat. I deserve it. I'm not saying I've fixed it. I, I don't even want to make the excuse that exactly. this wasn't me because this was me apparently because this is what I did over and over and completely fall on a sword and say, I'm not there yet, but I'm doing some soul searching and I hope that I can be a better version of myself. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, he, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to, I think he's going to do his version of that, but it's going to, if he it, says things like- He'll still go back to God or something. He'll say that, like but he, he has people who support him who are like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Everyone right. who has sex is going to hell and you're like saving the world. Sure. But it's, fam- and it's it. going to be tough because I'm bet his family, it, the, you know, it's because oh, it's so easy to blame production and producers and editing in, in that moment. But I think that's his only thing. I think he'll do a version of that, but he'll, because what Luke has been notorious for is at first, again, with Hannah is like almost kind of, again, there's nothing wrong with a guy saying, I just, listen, sex matters to me. That's all I'm saying is I value the act of sex and that's what I want in my relationship and no shame whatsoever. But he has this ability of just one or two words that completely change the context. And I think he'll go into tell all and say something like, well, this wasn't me 
but and then he'll say something that completely shits on whatever it's so contradictory i just don't think luke really knows who he is as a person no he's 23 years old 24 24 whatever he hasn't enough years on the planet yet to figure out but who he is. I mean, Tyler's 25 and he's killing it. Tyler's 25. Yeah. And he's saying all the right. Things. What about Jed? Can we talk about that for a minute? Like, I still can't tell. Like, do you. Oh, his girlfriend? God. I mean, I'm over Jed and his fact that he, he has a girlfriend. Over him what? I think, I think it's. Are made, you over him like that he has a girl? You do like him? Like, I didn't even. No, think, I'm, I'm, he doesn't seem. I was more or less indifferent. And then regardless of the girl, the scandal, uh, I was. It, it, it's, it's a. Get that though. If you're dating, how long it takes to cast and all that stuff. A pro- but you, listen, I've, it will, I've said this in past episodes. There's a lot of every season. There's always these like rumors right. that there's all half truths of like someone broke up with me to go on the show. Not a good look per se, but like if you broke up with the person, you broke up. You're single. Jed didn't go into this process assumingly single. He went in with a girlfriend with the expectation, wait for me. This is about my career. And then we're seeing for the first time in a long time, a guy obsessively playing the guitar. It's <laughs> one thing for a guy to fucking sing a lullaby. The guy like, it's just like. He did bring the guitar to Greece. Do you think they didn't uh, let him? Did he? I saw there? a preview where he's naked with a guitar, so it's coming back. <laughs> fucking dead. If Jed is the guy at the end, what's the over under that he proposes with a song? No. Pavel, the song they wrote writing it At up. this point, I hope he does because I'm pretty sure these rumors are true. And oh, no, I just that want, he's gonna I, be, she's going to be a Jed. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if she's going to be a Jed. Right, Jed's my front runner that's, that's your front runner. For How sure. I mean, like, she looked happy after the night. She we, looked like she well, had. Here's the thing. She sent home Luke. Uh, yeah, she had sex with Peter, but I just don't see... I, I don't know. If she ends up with Peter, where did this relationship come from? Right. Uh, and if I, if what I've heard is true, like Peter's hot and he's like, so it's just like, yeah, I want to have sex with him. There's nothing wrong with that. So I, to me, it's like Peter's the guy she just kind of want to hook up with. He's just a knight. He doesn't seem strong enough if for her. If she maybe. hooks up with Tyler, like, man, that's some bold move to like not have sex with the guy. And, but so that Jed's definitely my front runner for sure. But like front runner who you think is going to win or who you think she should be, is that what you... It's no, the same that thing? who she's going to pick it has nothing to do with my opinion. Um, what is your I would I would say Tyler. Well, here's the thing. I saw a moment in her eyes when Tyler left that morning, and she was like, "She's like, I'm so sad he's leaving." She actually looked like she now she cries a lot. That's called. I wish I would have had sex with him. Well, no, but I think it was like I can't believe he was no man. She goes, "No man has ever been that respectful yeah, to me." Like- Ever. Ever. And that to me was that like was a, a moment. Oh, that was a real moment for her to say that. It's like because he didn't try to have sex with her, but then she and then she said right before that though, she's like, and I'm really sad for him to leave. And she was like, you could see her like ah, he's walking away. Mm-hmm. And then she said, No man's ever treated me like that. I, I, I That's think a Tyler's big a, statement. I think Tyler's a great guy. Well, it's just a big statement because I think it says about yeah. how women are treated. How women yeah. How, well, I mean, ever she's also, never. but like Sure, but Tyler's an example, and there's other guys that are good guys. But you know, I I, been, I think Hannah's a great bachelorette. But again, there's some, and I don't think she deserves some criticism she's gotten for like her choices because it's hard for any lead. But if she's going to say that, there's some onus on her selection process or what she puts up with in relationships, yes. right? Like, yeah. so I'm not saying we should shame her for that, but this is not just how women are treated. It's also like there are some shitty men, some good men, and she's been willing. Uh, Hannah has, she said it here in the podcast, she's shown on the show. She is guilty of trying to be a fixer and putting up with a bunch of shit she shouldn't. So I do think just one final thought before we get to questions. I like Tyler. He's done a lot of great things. He said all the right things, but man, he's like, always been set up to say the great things and he's always delivered. But cause I do believe, I don't believe that. I think Tyler and, and Hannah have this relationship of, she really thinks he's hot and likes him. She thinks he's, she's beautiful and he likes her, but they're, they're missing that intangible love. And it's just like Tyler has no stakes. So like, 
I'm glad Tyler's respectful, but I think he's all, any pressure he had of getting engaged with someone he's not sure if he's in love with, it was like, yeah, okay, she's not going to pick me. So I'm just going to be the nicest fucking guy. Right. What am I going to do? Uh, like pressure her? Right. Because if, you know, in fairness to like a guy who's like falling in love and she's like, she doesn't want to sleep with me, that would make you wonder about if she's going to pick me. That would make you wonder. And we saw that moment of he went out and bought an engagement ring and he's here. We don't know who that is. Mm, yeah, Ooh, know. I can't wait now. Uh, I, I'm like it, all in. Bad, like season. more seasons. Bring it. So you want to help us answer some fan yes, questions? Yes. Let's do it. Bring it. Question time. Question time with Vic. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. Uh, hi, Shay. I'm Nick. This is hi. Dr. Emily. Hi. Oh, hi, Dr. Emily. Hi. Uh, how can we help you? Um, first, Nick, I want to say I think it's hilarious when you introduce yourself because it's like, yeah, I think I know where we are, you know? I'm, it just gives me a chuckle. Um, well, I'm glad uh, I can do that. <laughs> so I'm very nervous right now. I need like some oils, but so I'm 37. I stay at home with three little children. And I've been married for nine years. Um, My biggest thing is that in the past three years in my marriage, there has been abuse of pills, um, specifically Adderall. Not by me, by my husband. Um, So, and I say abuse because he is prescribed to them, but he abuses them by overtaking them in extreme ways, um, going behind my back to get them spending our money to pay for extras, Mm. uh, staying up all hours of the night and things like that. Um, and it has become to a point that it's, this has been going on for three years now and it's just a betrayal to me. Um, how much have you addressed it with him? Almost daily. Okay. So it's not like something you know is going on. You just haven't. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, um, the, and what is he saying now? Is it, is he admitting to the problem or is it still, are we still like in the denial phase? Kind of admitting it, but not admitting that it's a problem. It's that it's, it's my problem apparently. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I need to get over it. I need to quit controlling him. Hmm. So where do you feel like you're at now in the, like the process? Like, well, I guess what's your specific question? I guess I just, when I wrote, uh, when I wrote in, I just, I feel kind of lost because like, I can't talk to anybody. Um, and because of the his dictates, job. Like, Jay? <laughs> yeah. Do- <laughs> yes. Okay. So new developments. Um, th- I found a dick pic on his phone, which came in through my computer because it's connected through our cloud. Yeah. So Boy, how many his, cheaters have gotten di- caught? His by dick? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's his. Right. And and so he said that, which I don't believe, he said that it was for him. It was for him. He sent and a I picture said, of his own dick to himself? Well, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, he didn't send so it. You, but so he like said me. it was because he wanted to see what it no, looked like. Can I? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And so, I'm like, why don't you just look down? Emily's got some questions. For I've you got too. some things. So okay, Shay, I'm, okay. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. Okay. So 
This isn't a great situation, as you know. Beyond the dick pics, abusing Adderall, and I'm sure it makes him very, you know, aggressive when he's coming down from it. If he ever comes down from it, doesn't make him a great husband or a great parent. Right. And I'm actually concerned for you, your safety, and your children. Yeah. Um, and the dick pics like a whole nother thing. But I feel like the only way you guys have been together, how long you said? And you have three kids? Nine years. Nine years. Three kids. So nine, I think this, this calls for some therapy, couples yeah. therapy. Like ASAP, where do you live? Yeah, in South Carolina. Okay, so so this is the thing. Like there's literally no way you guys are going to get out of this situation without you guys committing to a really good therapist. And even if, and, yeah. and here's the thing, I hear all the time, like, oh, my husband won't go, my wife won't go. No, it's your relationship. You have to go. It's like going to the dentist. Every yeah. single couple needs therapy at some point in there. It's not a weakness because there's nothing yeah, else you could do right now, but but get into some therapy. And also like, he, it's not safe. I'm also concerned for his health, his safety and yeah. the way, because yeah. Adderall can make you do crazy stuff. And that just kind of right. can be a gateway as well. He's up all night. Yes. The dick... I mean, the other thing too, like, I don't think the guys are sending dick pics to themselves. Like, I'm not sure what that's about. That no. gives me pause too. And I yeah, feel like someone else yeah. received three that young kids, yeah. you have three it's, young kids, yeah. you're at home all day, you're doing the best yeah. you can. And it's confusing. It's like, how is this happening? But I need you to get yeah. some support. Emily, I have a question for you and yeah. for, I feel like people listening and for like Shay, I, I get what you're saying when you're like, oh, my husband or wife won't go. But like, what are some things that people who are the ones who want to go, uh -huh. but their spouses aren't? seem to me okay. willing. Are there things that they can do yes. or say? Like what's advice you can give to yeah. Shay and our I, other listeners? Shay, I think you have that. to be, I think, I know you've had to talk with him about it. Like you can't do it. I think you have to say to him, our, I'm concerned now. Like it's like, has to be like, you're calm. You take 10 deep breaths. Yeah. It's not when it's happening. It's not when he's high on Adderall. It's like literally if you have moments without the kids, yeah. Maybe you're at breakfast. Yeah. Maybe you have babysitters. You get a babysitter and you guys go out. Like it's somewhere where it's not, you're not, I always say it's not your halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. You're not in any of those places. If you can find that. And yeah. then you say to him, I got to talk to you. This is, I'm, yeah. I'm right now. I love you. I love our marriage. I, I, the, the Adderall abuse, or you could say, I'm concerned right now for the safety of our relationship our, ki our kids and our marriage. And I feel the only thing that we can do right now is get some professional help because I can't stay in an environment with you and our children anymore, like not in good conscience. And what I suggest is I have three names that I've gotten from friends of a therapist and we need to go together. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you I don't know, think that he will. The trust is just like, so gone. That's where I'm just like, well, let me tell you, do you want, what, what, what if she like, when she like the dick pics, what do, do you want to Shay? Like, do you want to, do you just want to leave? <laughs> I, Is that I don't. Yeah. Right. She's like, I don't. She, yeah. I mean, I don't want to split up a family and I don't want, but I also don't want to be miserable. And right. I don't want, if we do end up splitting up, I don't want one day, if the kids could ever possibly understand to say, oh, well, you didn't even try. Well, let me well, tell you, you, okay. so well, let me say this. This is why I'm telling you therapy. It's not just like I'm throwing it out there, like, oh, therapy. Here's why. Yeah. I believe that when couples get to this point, that it's really like, you can't solve this. No matter how many things you say, and I tell you to say, no, it won't work. It's almost like a yeah. mediator. And what happens in therapy, I believe you're right. When people tell me, oh, I'm just going to leave things have been bad. I'm like, don't leave until you know you've done everything. Cause you will regret yeah. if you didn't do everything. And you, if you haven't gone to therapy for six months every week, and I think you're in the point where you need to go twice a week. But if you do start with once a week, I'm happy. Yeah. You are in crisis mode right now. And so yeah. 
until you actually go to, because what the therapist does is they take, they like, they have no stake in the game. They're like, I'm a mediator. I'm coming in fresh. And they're going to tell you, they're going to help you fast track it in either direction. The therapist is either going to say, here's what you guys got to do. Here's some tools for communicating. Here's like your husband might be able to hear it in a different way because it's not you. And the best case is he's like, you're right. I'm going to go get help. I'm going to, and then you're going to, and then things are amazing. Or you go every day, you go once a week for a month. And then you realize he's not making any changes. He's not listening. And then, you know, it's fast tracking it that that you can't stay because he's not willing to do things to make it safe again. So that's why you have to go because so, you know, you have tried. You could say, I'm going to go for three months. And if it's a money thing, I'm telling you, insurance covers it. Counselors have sliding scales. It's, it's, it's imperative. It really is. Like there's literally nothing else I can tell you, but that. Yeah. Cause that's where I just am at. It's like, I don't know if I could ever trust him again. Well, that's yeah, maybe, it. You may, can't, and maybe not. But to Emily's point, I think you should just, only, yeah. you should still go, right? Because even if it sounds like maybe there's, oh yeah, I feel yeah. like you're struggling with maybe have you checked out or not? Is it worth it? It's still worth yeah. it to go to, right. if nothing else, for your kids. To, you did the right thing. Maybe right. there's things that you find out you don't know, right. but like you haven't even gone to therapy yeah, to figure out if it's fixable. Yeah. 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 And here's the yeah, thing about I, trust. Let's say you were just calling about the dick pic. What I'm telling you is that relationships, when trust is broken in any way in relationships, if couples yeah. don't go to therapy, there's no way to heal trust. Like once trust is broken, it yeah. takes time. And couples think, well, when years go past, yeah. like, oh, he cheated on me three years ago. I'm okay with it. And then you drill down. They're really not because you got to heal it. You got to like, so that has to be reconstructed. Plus the Adderall, like there's a lot of different things. So, yeah. but maybe, right. You go in and he's like, you're right, babe. And here's what happened. And he gets sober. And then he's like, yeah, I did do something wrong, but oh. I'm ready to heal. Then you could go there, but we don't know yet until you go to therapy. Well, so, and the thing is, I, I ended up like dragging him to this. I had just one day called like an addiction hotline, I guess. And so I found this one addiction specialist guy and it was, it felt like a breakthrough. And he was like, yeah, we're going to just get off of this. I'll show you how to wean off of this medicine. And, and it wasn't a couple's therapy, but it was addiction therapy. And, what happened and that? he was like, I don't want to be around all these sketchy weirdos, which admittedly, they it it just seem like a bunch of uh, junkies, I guess you would say. So, so yeah, that's what happens sometimes. People try to go to AA. They're like, it's too soon. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, he's eventually going to have to do something. Like maybe if you guys can yeah. afford your own uh, doctor that could help him wean off of it under your healthcare, you know, plan. But right. um, at least he saw it. But here's the thing. It takes people seven, and this is this is for to alcoholism traditionally, but it can take someone seven times typically to get sober, to go to rehab. Yes. Like a, that's a lot of attempts. And so yeah. that was maybe the first that he like heard it. Like he's not going to instantly be like, you're right, babe, this is it. I'm sober, but keep trying these things, but also take care of yeah. yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like make sure yeah. you have a good, strong community around you and you keep doing things every day to make sure that you're getting some answers so you guys can learn to figure out what to do right now. So yeah. you were, uh, congratulations on already getting him to the addiction specialist. That's great. Yeah. Now we got to do some more. Well, we wish yes. you luck, you sh- luck, Shay. I know this is tough, but yeah, I mean, take, take Emily's advice. You just gotta, you gotta do it. It's going to be a tough journey, but I think there's, there's only one yeah. way to see if this relationship's worth uh, or even worth or able to save. And that's, is going to talk yeah. to someone. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much. Sorry. For thanks for being honest. Yeah. Thank you for calling vulnerable. in and thanks for being vulnerable. Bye. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I'm Nick. This is Dr. Emily. Hi. 
Hi. Hi. And what's your question? Um, I'm another one. Let me give you a little bit of a pre-story. Um, I like to joke that I come with a lot of baggage, which I know everyone does. Um, I joke that my baggage is less like a trip to Europe and more like we're going to need a U-Haul. Um, I am a 28 year old widow. I lost my husband when I was 37 weeks pregnant. Mm. Um, before that, I also, I lost my first love, um, in the war with Afghanistan in 2009. Um, I have a mom who I take care of. She has a lot of ailments that leads her to need, um, a caretaker. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm also a hopeless romantic. Um, I, I grew up homeless. Like it's just, it's just been a long kind of saga okay. that is my life. And I, um, I want love again, but I also find that as I'm trying to kind of pursue dating now that men are like really gung ho that they're like, yeah, like it's no problem. Like, but they don't understand really what it is with, um, dating a widow and all the baggage that I come with. Um, and it's only fun for them in the beginning until the Rocky points hit. And I just want to know what would be the best way you think to introduce someone to my story and to make them more comfortable with that. It's okay when they can't handle it. Well, sure. I mean, I'll take a stab at it and then we'll let the, the doctor take over. Um, listen, I, I think that's a lot. I mean, I can't literally can't relate to, you've been through a lot. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you're aware of this, this baggage thing. Um, but even talking to you a little bit now, it's like, you've, you've made it a huge part of your identity. Um, yes. and I think in a way that's great because you're not in denial, right. In the sense that you're not pretending that you don't have baggage, but, uh, my guess is maybe early on in the dating process, it can come on pretty strong, you know? Um, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, maybe uh, I always say when it comes to dating, like you have to be okay with uh, most people not being your person, most people not living up to the high expectations you should have in dating. And that's okay. And you shouldn't get discouraged there. But um, so if you're open up, if you open, if you open up yourself and you, you speak your truth and you tell your story and, and some guys can't handle it, maybe there's not your person, but I think you might be at risk of it being such an identity that maybe there's some insecurities preemptively of assuming that. And then, so you almost kind of push it out there a little bit too much <clears throat> and it becomes this kind of chicken before the egg problem where you almost want to like test a guy and see if he's able to handle it. And it's almost, I would just advise to like, Listen, we all have baggage, as you say, <clears throat> you know, for me, you know, the little bit, you know, about and certainly I'm not trying to relate to the shit you've been through, but like, especially in my dating experience, people, a lot of people know I've been on The Bachelor and, and, and uh, a lot of times my perceived baggage is a little bit more glorified in reality. But that being said, I don't ever talk about it. Right. Eventually. And when I'm dating, there's a time and a place for me to want to be open about it. I usually let people ask, but uh, with whatever my baggage is, uh, I am comfortable with it. I realize I have it. I'm not in denial, but I'm not in a rush to get it out there, right? Because usually when, for me, I just find that people are more willing to accept me for who I am when they feel a connection with me. It's easier for someone to accept your baggage when they feel like they connect with you and they know you, um, you know, if you do this right off the bat with them not having any rapport or connection, you're just like X, Y, Z happened to me. 
I don't know if anyone's going to be like, let's have that. No one's out there saying, I, I want someone who's uh, been widowed, who's also, no, someone else died. Like, no one's, that, that's not on anyone's list of like people they desire. <laughs> no. That being said, if I met someone and fell in love with her and those, those things happened to her, I would care less, right? So I think it's a lot of it is timing and when you bring it up and how much you project it onto someone else. And I would just be careful of how much you do that because there's a difference between owning your baggage and then like having it be your entire identity. It it shouldn't define you. It's just something that you have. So that's that's my two cents, but Emily can can add to it. Yeah. My business is, has been built off of all of these um, things. Mm Mm-hmm. And so what's your it's business? Hard too because, what's your business? Um, I have a clothing line and I, um, can we plug a, it? What, where, where, what is it? What is it? <laughs> it's called, um, Klebold threads. It's apparel for shit Creek survivors. When can, where can people uh, find it? <laughs> at Klebold threads.us. There you go. For all you listening. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. That um, is your um, so yeah. everything I do is kind of built on, Everything I've been you, through. Yeah, um, but that doesn't have to make. What yeah. I'm saying is, I totally. I have a podcast and I talk about all this stuff, right? I talk yeah. about my dating experiences, but when I go on a date, I'm not like Same. it's very right. different, right? Yeah. It can be your identity, could be your job, and I'm not saying anything I say in the podcast is insincere, but like I'm very more open because it's an audience. I'm not. I don't go into a date and be like, well, if you love me, you have to be okay with all this. It's yeah, still a Yeah, do you have a, a rose burn. in your bag? Like, no, yeah. he doesn't yeah. live in that place. <laughs> yeah, know? so what I was going to say, this is exactly what you said, is that there's sort of like um, this, like, it's like you've branded yourself as, as such, as like this widow. pain is suffering and a widow in your email. They were saying like, it's bold. and It's like, I feel like there's a part of you that, I mean, you're so strong and you're beautiful and you've been through so much. And to me, I see like the flip side of that is like, you have so much strength and you have so much courage and you're like a mom, you like gave birth without your husband. I mean, to me, that's like, like, and you're a survivor. And there's a side of that, like when you're leading with, here's all my suffering and here's all my baggage, can you take it? But like, here's my baggage and then showing up with your light. Like, mm-hmm. here's where I came through and here's who I am today. There's a lot of living in the past with you, which we all do, we let it define us. But if I was right. going out with you, I'd want to know like, wow, you came through this and look at you, you've got a, like, I would think the flip side of your business is, it's not like a, the negative, it's like the positive. It's for, for survivors, you're helping build. You've taken your, your darkness and turned it into a light. And I think if you could lead with that night, because we all have dark, right? Like, of course we do. But to me, that's like the the brilliant part of it. And that's the part that I think, not that you have to hide that stuff to be like, yeah, I've been through it rough, but like, like, this is who I am today and what I want in the future. I think we spend a lot of time in our past and can you take who I am, but that's also not who you are today. Mm. Like you're sitting here and you're beautiful and you're radiant and you have the strength and you have the courage to call into a show for your own, because your heart, you want this connection. And so I think until you like truly, you know, learn to be like, that's, that's, see who you are today at 28 years old and not who you were last year, 10 years ago, all the things, but like who you are and also what you want, like what you want, not who's willing to accept you, but like, cause you can get whatever you want. Like, I believe it, whatever man you want, whatever life you want, like you've paid your dues and you have strength <laughs> and that strength will take you so many places. So it's kind of just like a reframing. It's not even a changing. It's a reframing of all the, of all the amazing traits that you already have and all the things that all the skills you possess and all the love in your heart and like leading with that. Yeah. I, and I don't, the only thing I would add to that too, specifically like 
there's a difference, especially if you're going on a, a first date and, and, and someone says, oh, what do you do? You know, how you mm-hmm. talk to them, it, like a first date is not the same as a, an investor. Like say a, a customer asking you about your business. If you go in your whole talk track about what you do, what your motivation, what inspired you, you can simply say on a first date, I own a clothing line. You know what? You can leave out the nitty gritty yeah. details um, and you can still talk about your passionate business without getting into the whole story. Yeah. Right. So my guess right. is you might like every time someone asks you to do that on a first date, you talk about it. And all of a sudden, before you know it, 10 minutes later, everyone knows your entire your first date yeah. knows your entire story. You can talk about what you do without getting the nitty gritty. So don't think of your first date the same as a customer or potential investor. Mm-hmm. You can you can separate them. That would yeah. mean like more yeah. specific I mean, yeah, advice. That's something I need to work on. I'm kind of an open book. Yeah. Right. Well, here's the other Too thing. You could also say book. like, yeah, I've been through a lot. We'll get to that. We go out again. I am a survivor. I've had a lot of stuff, but I've realized like I'm really excited about my company now because it's actually helping people who went through things I went through. We don't have to get into all that now, but, but yeah, here's my son or my daughter and here's what's going on. What do you like to do on the weekends? Like to me on first dates, you want to find out like, do we like doing the same things or do we, do we have the same values? Does he like care about family? What does he, yeah. What are his morals? What's he into? Like, do you drive? Began all the other issues. So if you can kind of stay present and actually see like, do I actually like this person? Because sometimes on dates, we're like in our selling mode and we're in our like, but if you can just be like, okay, I just actually want to see if, if I like this person, forget if they even like, you know what I mean? They ask questions and just, so there's a way to do it and still be yourself, but not get into all the the details. Again, I have a sex talk show. It's like, I go on dates. You can imagine what people are assuming, right? I'm a sex doctor. (laughs) Like I'm going to be all sex. And I say that, but I'm not getting into all my stuff, right? It's like you, like, you know, just oh. like, who are you? A guy like sex, you know, you like, but who are we now today? I, Can yeah. we share a life together? I totally agree. You don't have to, yeah. I think if you, to Emily's point, just get to know them, like you don't have baggage. And if you guys right. connect, I, I, any guy is going to accept your baggage like they would accept any baggage. Um, nothing you've had to deal with is any reason for a guy who would fall in love with you to stop falling in love with you. I mean, I truly believe that. And um, just don't bring it on them too soon before they get a chance to get to know you and you get to know them. Again, to Emily's point, we talk about this every week, focus on whether you want to like the guy and then worry later about whether he's going to accept you. Yeah. Does he get a place in your world? Yeah. You know, not you inviting it to his. And just uh, when he says, what do you do? Be like, I own a clothing line. It's pretty cool. (laughs) And then like date five, be like, well, there's a little bit more. It doesn't have to be everything, yeah, you know? And I'm assuming you've had some good therapy, perhaps, around all this? Um, yeah, my whole life. Good. Um, awesome. Keep doing that. Um, yes. Well, hopefully that was helpful. I really appreciate you uh, being so vulnerable and best of luck. And um, you're going to be you're gonna yeah. be great. Absolutely. Thank to. you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. This has been so much fun. <laughs> so fun. Um, hopefully our audience has learned a lot. I think our takeaway, um, as we talk about, I mean, just keep asking questions, especially in the bedroom. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all as men and women making mistakes and, and making a lot of assumptions and it's all seems to be predicated on our insecurities about our own at, uh, adequacies yeah. in the bedroom. But if we just ask a bunch of questions and have some fun. Lubrication. And lubrication. lubrication. Also just and, and admit <laughs> that like it's awkward. Like I know people, because what I encourage people is like, I know it's weird. No one ever talks about this, but I, I think we should. Cause I think that, and you make it light and then it gets easier. And then it seems like it's such a bizarre thing for people to, I mean, the only bad thing about lubrication is like, sometimes you can fuck up your sheets. 
<laughs> Not the kind that I would tell you. Do you have a recommendation? I, I have so many lubes for you. Yeah, if you want a lube that doesn't fuck up your shape, yeah, use like a, there's an amazing one called Uber Lube. That's amazing. Okay. It's a beautiful glass bottle that you put on your shelf. Ooh. There's Muse. And if it gets on the sheets, what? Did you wash your sheets? It doesn't stay, but there's another one. doesn't stain. There's another one called Muse and it's actually tastes like, you know, there's like flavored lubes that kind of like are gross. I don't know. It's mint chocolate. It's friggin' oh, creme, I don't, creme brulee. I don't want to, I don't want I don't want I don't, I don't it to taste like mint okay, chocolate. So here's the other one. Uh, also pure water-based. I, mean, I, I guess it's really, I mean. For uh, oral sex, it's great. Pure, P-J-U-R, water-based lube for women. My I'm going to give you lots like of chocolate. Okay. Yeah, dude, but it's maybe for some people that's great. But there's so many lubes that don't stain. If you buy them, there's like water-based lubes that will not stain your sheets. Uber lube won't stain your sheets. Stop. All right, there's your takeaway. Yeah, and <laughs> we, no we, shame, right? Let's no get rid of the shame. shame. This, get, get rid of the shame. Shame in the game. More self-love, less shaming, more talking, and your sex will become better because of that. I and promise. guys, if she wants to bring in a toy, just say yes, be man. Be cool with the just toys. Be cool, man. He's sidekick. your friend. Your sidekick. You always wanted a threesome anyway, right? Yeah, he's not going to take <laughs> That's over. That's a good point. There's only so much you can do. <laughs> yeah. Give him a name. Yeah, right? Great. <laughs> Let him name it. Let him name it. Yeah. Yeah. Let him name it, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Just have fun. Remember, like the the part of sex is the variety and the newness and the excitement. So I think the more you can get curious about each other and what you guys both want, that the more longevity your relationship will have because the sex continues to be new, exciting, and different. One last question. We don't have so much time, but do you think men should ever introduce a toy into the bedroom or should you let the woman? It's a conversation that you have to have ahead of time because I think I've had some guy like, I bought her a toy and she freaked out. So I think like, are you into toys? In that conversation, you're like, what are you into? How about a toy? Would you want one? Let's go on this. Let's go to sexwithelmy.com and order one. Let's go to the store and buy one. A girlfriend of mine, a friend told me like, you know, we're close enough friends that we tell dating stories and she was, they were having sex and this guy just brought out this giant dildo and just like threw it on the bed and she was no mm. oh, like, I don't recommend that's a weird move man it's a weird move where has it been before is the first uh, thing yeah right go? like where has that been he's like don't worry it's dishwasher safe uh, right no I recommend talk about all this stuff ahead mm-hmm. of time great well thank you so much it's been so much fun uh, hopefully you. you'll uh, want to come back yeah I'm sure we'll have more reasons to have you come, uh, come back so and shout out to that windmill shout out to the windmill windmill Pete will forever be known <laughs> Or Pete. Uh, if you like our episode, as always, please rate us five stars on iTunes. Um, thanks to all our sponsors and uh, have a great week. Crazy.